this would be episode 47 hey. badass go. records podcast tabitha jurgensmeyer hi yes hello um i still think that you might have more syllables in your name than uh-huh. anybody else i've ever known uh-huh. I know. um d- definitely in recent memory anyway yeah. um but I and I can never I know we've talked about it before, but I can never keep track if it's you or your husband that's from St. Louis. Uh, I'm from St. Louis. OK. Born mm-hmm. and raised. Yes. OK. Folks still there. Yep. How did they meet? So uh, I can't it's, I don't know a little bit maybe some more semi unique. So my dad's originally from Minnesota and okay. um, back in whatever 60s, I went into the military and was stationed overseas. So my mom is actually from Spain. Uh, oh, wow. Met, yeah. He met her while he was on leave and uh, from he was stationed in Germany and him and his buddies went to Spain. Okay. So my mom's whole family actually still lives there. So she's like a uh, first generation immigrant. So English is actually a second language for her. Really? Uh-huh. Um, and so um, does she have people that yep. she goes to visit still? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her, uh, she has a sister in Switzerland. Uh, brother still lives in Spain, and then she has another brother that uh, lives half the year in Spain and half the year in Cuba. Wow. None of them speak it like English. Okay. Have you <laughs> have you gone yourself to uh-huh. yep. good 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 stuff, good yep. places? Mm-hmm. Nice. What's, yep. your, what's been your favorite? Um... So I think I've been to Spain a couple, several times just from growing up and um, the beauty of having family overseas like that is you basically buy a plane ticket and that's all you have to do and right. like everything's taken care of from there. Um, your grandma will feed you and I, that's just what I was going to say, right? Love, um, <laughs> kind of thing. So I don't know if I, what I would say that's unique about Spain. Uh, I think I was more in more impressed with Switzerland only because it looks completely different. Okay. Um, so like my architecturally or landscape landscape. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty over there, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a Swiss Alp. So like yeah. think of the sound of music, but yet right. you, you get there and you're like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> is it, uh, is it always chilly or no? No. Okay. So, um, where my mom's from Spain is in the North. Um, and she's from like she's pretty close to the Pyrenees Mountains. Okay. Um. So they're kind of that temperate climate where they'll get pretty warm during the day, but it'll get really cool at night. Okay. But never snow or anything hmm. like that. And they don't. Nobody's got AC. No one has heat. Right. They don't really need it. No. Mm-hmm. There, I don't know. There's something. I, I feel like there's always been something appealing about Spain just conceptually. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very little that we learn in, in school. Yeah. That p- pictures, paintings, I don't know. I, same with Japan. I'm always mm-hmm. like, I want to go both those places yeah. eventually and check them out. Uh-huh. What Spain's <clears throat> claimed fame is they've got more Michelin-starred restaurants than anywhere else in the world. Okay, So if you want right? like, legit cuisine and you've got well, the bank account for it. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that the, uh, isn't the like godfather of gastro? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't ever remember nah, his name, but me I mean, mm-hmm. uh, did you ever get into like um, Parts Unknown? Or, yes, I mean, I loved that show. It was one. so I I was just I mean because no reservations was cool. I didn't uh-huh. watch a ton of it, but it was cool. But there was so much like food was so much an afterthought, and, mm-hmm. and it's like go to your grandma's yeah. somebody's grandma's house who's uh-huh. going to feed you and learn about um, you know the history of the country and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Cesar did an episode and his oh did he? I learned during that that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess we've invaded the Dominican Republic twice. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past us. And the first time was to uh, install a like a uh-huh. democratic somebody who mm-hmm. was then in office for like 
seven, 60 or 70 years and became like a horrible dictator. Uh-huh. And so the second time we went was to yep. take him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents were like part of a coup. And oh, somebody really? was like, uh, they're coming for you like yeah. today. So he got out. The, his parents uh-huh. just, I mean, left everything and went to New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was like, and then they did it again. They, cause uh-huh. they, <clears throat> very sweet story. Uh, yeah. He's episode 30. Um, if you get into the history of a lot of those Caribbean and like Central American countries, it's shocking how much we meddled in governments yeah. over the years, yeah. like multiple times for what maybe what we perceived was our benefit or yeah. not or whatever. But yeah, you're like, oh, dang. Okay. So they both got to New York with nothing and had two jobs apiece. And mm-hmm. her saying was that because they kept they couldn't get pregnant, and mm-hmm. so um, she kept having miscarriages. And so a- after her PM shift, mm-hmm. she would walk past the Hudson River, and she says that half of it is are her tears. Aww. But then her brother, uh, who's a doctor, like maybe an OB. Uh-huh. in Puerto Rico was like mm-hmm. come here and I'll help you have a healthy baby yep and that was nice. Cesar I mean oh that's insane yeah, yeah and actually the one at the bottom of the column is his son is he, it he, really yeah he did one too which oh, that's is fantastic. not out yet but um, really good kid he was like he uh-huh. knows a lot about music and he's you know 27 I'm like mm-hmm. sure he does mm-hmm. and then he was sitting there and I was like oh my god I don't know anything compared uh-huh. to you like he all, all, not just new stuff like just an yep. encyclopedia I was mm-hmm. like yeah but uh siblings for you uh I have one older sister okay mm-hmm. and uh still in STL or yes okay yep. she's outside St. Louis close to where my parents are cool mm-hmm. very cool uh of course the you know, where'd you go to high school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I never, but I, I know regions. So what uh-huh. is your region? So what, and for all the, if you're like people in the Midwest, right? They're like, why is everybody St. Louis do that? My theory is always in St. Louis. If you look at any of the high schools, the high schools are not named after the town they're in. Okay. Um, so around here, if you live in Shawnee Mission, your kids go to Shawnee Mission East, Shawnee Mission West. Like Lancers we will always there be. <laughs> so over there, like no, nothing. So I, Grew up in a town called O'Fallon. Okay. My high school yeah. was Fort Zumwalt. So same thing. Like there's some, oh, I can't even think of what the name of the city is, but there's kids that are from Francis Howell. Well, that's sure. not the name of the, but that's how we always right. associate where you're from in the city. O'Fallon is, is like high school r- name. right when you get across the bridge, right? Uh-huh. Kind of right in yep. there. St. Charles County. So yep. it's yep. west of St. Louis. Right. On 70. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, um, so like, you know, what do you think about Missouri as a state? No, <laughs> I, I thought it was, um, I don't know, it's a great place to grow up. Right. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the meme where it's the picture of the state and it's, it's STL and KC? Yeah. And it says, why do the two biggest cities in Missouri look like they're trying desperately oh, to, get, to out. get out? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I bounced around a lot, but kind of Johnson County was, you know, mm-hmm. the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad actually lived over here. Um, and so we, we'd come over you know, to this neck of the woods. But uh, there was always this, like, uh, sort of quiet, secret notion that Missouri was, like, the cool kid state. And Kansas is just Uh, right angles and dorks and, uh you know, um, and I was always... And so, come back from Colorado, and I've I've been living in Missouri since. Uh And now it's like, if I... I don't turn on the news a lot, but if there's a piece of national news and Missouri's in it, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's always an embarrassment. It's never anything you can be proud of, unfortunately. (laughs) I just am on the tail end of... uh, 
long distance with somebody from Kirkwood. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Three years, a couple pauses, um, but I think I think it's done now. But yeah. whole point being, a lot of trips to St. Louis uh-huh. and a lot of trips to Columbia because we would like yeah. go uh-huh. stay mm-hmm. for a Saturday, whatever. There is no worse drive than I-70 from Kansas City to St. Louis. I mean, it's not... I don't hate it, but it's really? not my favorite. Oh, um, take any other drive. However, when I got comfortable with Columbia, I was like, there's no way. You know, especially <laughs> if dip out on a Friday and it's, now it's like, what, nine uh-huh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got to turn around and eat a quarter of my Sunday. To, yep. Um, but uh, I tell you what, you get, uh, you know, the bridge, O'Fallon, mm-hmm. like St. Mm-hmm. Charles, kind of there. And Home then for, a, for us, like... Uh, Oak Grove, Grain Valley, Odessa, yep. like everything in between those is like, uh-huh. I mean, uh, I took the kids once and uh, we stopped at the QT in Oak Grove and like this huge, possibly exhaustless truck. <laughs> so very audible from far away uh-huh. at, at high speeds or idling, just so, super loud. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, gosh, it's Christmas time. So election stuff is way uh-huh. rear view. Uh-huh. And I mean, there were like 13 Trump flags <laughs> and like a couple Missouris and a couple mm. U.S. And they were they doing their own little parade. They were doing loops in the, oh, for the and love. that's a big quick trip. <laughs> and so there's a lot of space to if you want, if that's something you want to do. But and just kind of like checking people out. And my kids were like, what? And uh-huh. I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm filling. We're going to go. <laughs> there's probably a gun rack. <laughs> anyway. I do joke like for me, I'm. Grew up in St. or O'Fallon or O'Fallon, so outside St. Louis, some suburban city kid. Like, yeah, you get outside of St. Louis proper and like Kansas City proper, and, and no offense to either Kansas or Missouri, I'm out. I'm not living there. You're probably too small town for me. Like, no, I'm out. Like, I'm hitting one of these two cities, or it's got to be some sort yeah. of Midwestern city. And you know, the rest I don't, <laughs> I just don't relate to. Um, I had a car you know, 16 17 somewhere in there and a job so i always had money in my pocket um and uh, lawrence was like i mean uh, put down the mat and uh, bow and it just worked because i could go i had a, i also had a fake id so i could go uh-huh. see shows oh, at nice. bars uh-huh. um so i always really coveted it and sort of just imagined that columbia is this the same but mm-hmm. just over there mm-hmm. no. no it is so weird yeah i mean i have stayed across three years i've stayed many many nights uh-huh. in hotels and different and it's, it's nothing like Lawrence. it's the people that live there and work there and that are passing through and uh-huh. i mean I, I won't include the student body but yeah. i mean like for the most part i'm just like where are we right now uh-huh. this is uh-huh. so weird uh-huh. and yet I, I you know it's got the blue note there's some hip stuff you know if you want to see a show yeah. or whatever but but not much odd very uh-huh. odd. Yeah. Um, so did your folks, were they, did they put on music when you were? They did. So I wouldn't say any of us are like music savants, but like I definitely grew up in a family where music was always playing. Cool. Right. Like it's, and I, we're still that way. Like even my husband and I at home, like there's many a times where it's like, we don't even turn on the TV, like right. crack a bottle Same. of wine yep. and let's turn on music and argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what kind of stuff did you, do you remember any kind of that so, they would play? Or? Yeah. So my dad was really classic rock yep. all the way. Yep. Um, I still remember BTO and CCR, the two big ones. He had some Van Halen, but I, like my 
vivid memory of childhood is like my dad had this like old school like reel to reel. I don't even know how to explain that it. Sat horizontally. No, it was like standing up like like a file cabinet, right? And it was like two huge reels, and like he had recorded all this music on these two reels. He he still has this thing. I love it. It's like the one thing like I'm like I want that, and like he my mom says when they dated like they went she went through like a two or three week period where she never heard from my dad and she just thought she was getting ghosted unbeknownst to her he had bought this thing and he was like taking all of his records and like recording oh them gosh. all on these reel reels so that's what he would put on so in they the they do run this yeah way, like in the movies i mean it's like a it's like a cassette tape but like okay okay you know but they're not in cartridges it's just two reels and he'd load them on and they feed and it plays all this music. He has a binder because he like wrote down every song in the order, like basically created playlists. That's really rad. I know. In like so the late 70s. Is this because like that way he, it can just play and he mm-hmm. doesn't have to when the album mm-hmm. ends? Yep. Smart. Yep. And so I don't remember how many hours and hours. But so he would always, that was always in the basement. Okay. And that always got popped on. Like I remember like cleaning Saturdays, like in the summer and like the spring. And so he'd always go downstairs, put those on, and just crank it. Is it finished? What do you mean? The, the basement? basement? Um, It wasn't when I was really little, but it was when I was older. And they're still in that house? No, oh, not anymore. But okay. he still has that okay. reel-to-reel. Nice. And what I always remember, he had headsets, so he could hook in the headsets, and then none of us could hear anything, and it was just him cool. jamming at himself. <laughs> but so it was always like, you know, you cleaned your room, mom's in the kitchen, like sister's in the dining room, and dad would always be like, I'm going downstairs to clean. But I would always remember going downstairs and he like he wouldn't see you coming. He'd be like playing the air guitar. Oh, like, wow. To whatever. Okay. <laughs> see, like, I just remember BTO and CCR, the two sure. that got played um, all the time. How about, uh, was there an album that you gravitated to or bought or acquired or dubbed? From that era? When, when, whenever you were kind of like branching out onto, into your own. No. Um, and I thought about that on like my way over because I was like, well, how did, and like. I think for me, the big, where you kind of start finding your own musical identity, um, for me, probably started when I hit like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school for me was like sixth grade. So that's the first time you start, right? You're moving around in classes, you're playing your own radio in your room or like whatever. I had an older sister. When you're younger, you just kind of gravitate to like whatever they're listening Mm -hmm. to or whatever the neighbor kid. I had one neighbor that was like really into Depeche Mode, never got it. Right. (laughs) I think maybe I was a little too young. But like sixth grade was kind of when it was like you started finding your own yeah. identity in music. And that's when I, for me, I started really gravitating to hip hop. Okay. R&B. No idea why. Like it's not like, it's just like if I heard certain things like that was the direction right. I was always going to move towards. And I just loved the sound of it. Well, I mean, same happened to me, but it was more gangster rap. And it was mm-hmm. like, I mean the shock value lasted forever and it was like not until I was in it for a while where Uh I could dip out and be like oh these guys are really good or these gals whoever really good and don't necessarily have you know the raunchy and the violence Mm -hmm. and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and then and then I kind of was back into classic rock and then went all over the place in college and and hip-hop finally Mm -hmm. landed in my lap then um but so you where'd you go to school did you say springfield yeah okay so i ended up going to springfield missouri for college at the time it was southwest missouri state we called it sms i still call it that yep now it's called missouri state right Uh, do you have do you know what all the schools new names are and what towns they're in no (laughs) because i'm like that's either springfield or rolla or oh because like rock kirk kirk 
Kirk Wood? No, Kirk Kirkville. Kirksville. 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 Used to be Northeast. And, and then, now it's Truman State, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Rolla used to just be CMSU, Central Missouri. Right. But I don't know what it is now. I don't now. either. Uh-huh. I don't either. Strange. Yeah. Um, so we know each other on a professional level. Uh-huh. And um, you have always been somebody that I've admired uh, because you always, uh, I've never seen you like not have your shit together. You're, yeah. you're always like <laughs> on point and uh, you, you uh-huh. either going with the flow or controlling it mm-hmm. um, across a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. positions. Um, so if nobody has ever said uh, you've t- rocked at everything I've seen you do. Yeah. So um, very, very impressive. Um, but at one point, uh, and you know, from my perspective, sometimes it looks like somebody said, um, I can't remember which episode it was, but uh, I think it was Adam Boyd in 14 uh, said that his wife had just gotten a promotion. He was 13. Um, and she, she was already like doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, it's like you interview for uh, the job you kind of already have mm-hmm. and then you get the title and the bump or whatever. Yep. But so it is always is often seemed as though like I'll, I'll just look this way and look and you have like new things on your plate. <laughs> and when pandemic hit, uh, it was conducting yeah. a ton of virtual meetings uh, to, I think, like probably a good amount of people you know but also a lot of people mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. which um you know whether you're camera shy or not that can be but anyway you just rolled with it and yeah. so you're doing this remotely from your place and uh-huh. in oh, your husband's office yeah uh, i think you said well uh-huh. you, you usurped it or mm-hmm. um there are many many framed pearl jam yes. concert posters mm-hmm. um where was uh-huh. it was it him or was it you or was it you both or something you discovered like how it did was it, how did it come to be totally him okay. so he's been a diehard since like 91 sure 92 sure i mean since 10 came out yep. like sign him up for the church of pearl jam like <laughs> if it's a cult he's gonna do whatever he tells him to do right yes. right um and i i knew them through radio play because i was always such a hip-hop r&b pop kid i never really got into grunge i remember like half of seventh grade being devastated when kurt cobain died and i was like oh yeah that one guy okay i'm like why are you guys all being weird about it like i knew like residually of their music but i wouldn't i love it i mean it's great but it wasn't like what i chose to listen to so when he and i dated i still remember like and did you guys mean college yes okay sorry Mm -hmm. we did i still remember i think we were in like the dorm we were in someone's dorm room and like better man from pearl jam came on the radio and i was like oh i like this band who is this again and it was like this audible (gasps) in the room because he's like you don't know who this is right um so he's completely indoctrinated me into he's in the 10 club he has been since the 90s that's a thing Mm -hmm. okay and what do you get like stuff in the mail or emails he gets the t-shirt every year uh you get um they always do like a christmas not a christmas album They'll always do like a Christmas song. So he gets huh. these like little, he'll get like a CD that has like three songs on it or something Cool, like that. He's got all the albums. He can, um, at this point, I think I can rattle off all the albums and the song titles. And, wow. Yeah. Cause it's, um, 
I'm fully indoctrinated at this. And I love them. They're fantastic. So you, you, you went willingly and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, this is mm-hmm. completely legit. Worth yeah. it. Okay. Yep. So how many times have he, has he seen him? Have you seen him? Um, he, I think he's seen him 15 times. Okay. Um, and I'm probably closer to like 10. Okay. Um, a good, good number of Pearl Jam shows. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> like it's, oh God, maybe These it's more than themselves. that. Uh huh. Um, the unique thing about Pearl Jam is they're they never do the same set list twice. Right. So if you go to see them, we'll we don't have kids, so we travel all the time. So like we've um, seen them in Chicago, seen them in uh, Boston. We hit a lot in the Midwest cities. But so a lot of times they'll do two nights. Sure. And they'll do a Friday and a Saturday sure. night or Friday Sunday. We'll always go to both shows because it's completely yep. different yep. set list, and you're just waiting. Like you always get there, and it's I think at this point too, it's an older band and it's an older crowd. Right, and he, we've all suddenly he looks. He's uh-huh. just recently been on TikTok. Oh, has he? Yeah, and I mean it's good content. It's Eddie Vedder, like yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's like, oh, you know, he's uh-huh. got some grays and yeah. you know, just looking like he he didn't seem to age for the uh-huh. longest time. Anyway. Yeah. Well, he used to on like on the <laughs> early concerts. It was like he'd motor through like three, four bottles of wine. Whereas now, like this, the roadies are always bringing it up, and like now we're like, oh, he drinks one bottle and then uh, water. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, because tomorrow hurts if you uh-huh. like four uh, mm-hmm. so much sugar. Yep. Um, yeah, I have, you know, like kind of a group of ten high school buddies, and, mm-hmm. and a couple of them are still, um, you know, pretty into him. One's really way way into him. Yeah. Um, and the last time I saw him, his, the back of his phone case was. Uh, set list yep. of the last show he had seen mm-hmm. and I was like wait because uh, Fish is my yes. jam and you know um, uh, I went they did a 13 night run in New York called it the Baker's Dozen 256 oh, nice. songs no repeats uh, each That's night fantastic. was themed donut themed uh-huh. so they were given out anyway I was like wait what they don't they, it's not because I mean, what, Mm -hmm. 99.9% of not just rock bands, but artists, I feel like every city, Mm -hmm. same set list. And like, um, I used to only think about that from the fans' perspective, but Mm -hmm. for the band, that's Mm got to suck. You know, like, especially if you're, you know, uh, kind of a hanger arounder classic rock person and Uh you've just got a few. Uh huh. And you know, like like Bon Jovi, they've they've got they can't not do Living on a Prayer or, yeah. or whatever uh-huh. the case may be. But that's cool. I didn't I think it's a it's a testament to your artistry and talent if you can 100%. consistently and, do and that. love of the craft. I mm-hmm. mean, like mm-hmm. it's not um, you know, people were are you a Taylor Swift fan? Uh sure. I listen to her if she's on the radio. I've yeah. never like bought an album or right. downloaded it specifically. Um I it's a thing that I'm like constantly trying to make room on my plate for like uh-huh. but i'll forget and i'm like oh shit, you know because uh-huh. i have an almost 12 year old daughter yep. and so I, I, are you gonna try to get tickets no that but that was <laughs> um uh the thing was that everybody was freaking out and it mm-hmm. broke Ticketmaster uh-huh. or the internet or whatever and people were like we should you know boycott and take i was like Pearl Jam, you know, uh-huh. they tried that they, yeah they tried and, that i mean 25 years ago uh, and i at the time i was like you get them like and uh-huh. but i don't think it was really successful no, a, a uh-uh. long no term. bands went with them i mean no labels went with them they they really carried that torch on their own and you can't i mean you can't if you gotta start a movement right you can't it, be the only one no and i think now hindsight i think they look at everyone and they're like see 
Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> they still keep their ticket prices really reasonable. Right. That's which, amazing. So now anytime we ever want to go to like any other concert and my husband pulls up the price, I'm like, how much? I'm like, what? And he's like, you're spoiled. Pearl Jam's way cheaper than everyone else. He's like, yeah. it's not like that. You have to realize that. Yeah. Um, I, I heard... Well, I saw one TikTok where, you know, nowadays with reels and whatever, the, the thing is POV. Uh-huh. And it's like some adult female is watching her adult female friend completely lose her mind about the fact. <laughs> they're And they're like sunbathing. So she's mm-hmm. just filming her and uh-huh. she's like on her belly. And she's like, God damn it. And she throws uh-huh. her phone down and it bounces and goes right in the pool. Oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard uh, that there was some stuff going around that people, the person's like um man $150 for Taylor Swift tickets I can't believe I spent $300 I wish I really had that $450 back like uh-huh. just changing their story in mid yeah. stream or whatever it's like I'm mm. sorry I love music and <sighs> even if I was like president of the Taylor that. Swift I mean uh-huh. uh who was it uh Adele in yeah. like Vegas a yeah. couple years ago. Like, well, she's there now. Okay. So we tried to get tickets, couldn't get through. Did I see four they post- grand? Yeah. So I had my husband, I said, go on ticket, <laughs> our um, StubHub or whatever, whatever it is. And I said, go see how much tickets are. <laughs> we were, I was at work one day and he texted me. He's like, um, cheapest you can get probably is going to be a grand. And I was like, oh God, no. Okay. I was like, I really want to see her. But I was like, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not paying that a ticket. I mean. I can't do it. It'd be one thing if you could like have a file a mental mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. and then it's like a like a tape you, you can go over here and you just yeah relive the concert but you mm-hmm. walk out of that building and mm-hmm. how much of it is oh and pearl jam they do a bootleg for every single live concert that they do nice so you can't like right. you know you right. have that show and then you relive yeah. the show i've listened to more of their live music from shows we've been to than their albums and is that is that a, on your own by yourself will you listen to live stuff mm-hmm. okay yep and you obviously dig mm-hmm. it it's fun yeah um so when you were putting together a list, you know, you kind of, I'm from the Napster generation. Yeah. Like I didn't really buy a ton of albums, uh-huh. however, mm-hmm. and you gave me five. Yep. Um, I want to uh, f- kind of focus on three of them, but not uh-huh. not skip over the, the other two. Yep. Um, so this was really fascinating. And by the way, I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> you, uh, you know, artist, Mm-hmm. comma title uh-huh. release year and i'm like oh my god you <laughs> are I'm such a detail i mean but that's tell my brain uh, if i see that not written that way i'm like uh-huh. who's the slouch that gave uh-huh. me the you know i want you know and you better yeah. better italicize that album title you know what i mean uh-huh. like all anyway so 1999 dave matthews and tim Reynolds. it's not a dmb it's dave matthews and tim reynolds live at luther, luther college, college. Mm-hmm. and um like i was uh aware like t- so apparently tim reynolds gigged like forever okay um and somewhere in virginia uh is a bar that i'm guessing is famous for that area mm-hmm. um Dave Matthews was a bartender and Tim Reynolds' band would oh. gig in there and uh-huh. he was like, you should totally start your own band and that's... How it all began. Y- yeah, so yep. I guess he's never officially accepted um, like a, 
a position uh-huh. with the band. Uh-huh. But I but I guess whenever he talked him into that, he then introduced him to a bunch of dudes that became DMB members. Yep. Um, and so, but but there was this pocket like right in that time where mm-hmm. it was like they they were kind of gigging a lot. Those mm-hmm. two. Um, and when. In, in your note, you said, uh, I never bought a studio album by them, but uh-huh. I li- listened to this one. Oh, uh, it was a two disc. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. So fascinating, especially yep. like, you know, I think a similar um, vein of the Fish and Pearl Jam fanhood uh, mm-hmm. is, for, is for me, um, like I have like legit relationships with every track, you know, uh-huh. Um especially if it's been, cause there's some that you see that yep. have never been on an album, but mm-hmm. like I can imme- I immediately know the album. I can, you know, um, even if it's been a while since I've looked at the cover art, mm-hmm. uh, I, and the hues of the color art, like, Oh, that, there's some orange and purple on anyway. Yep. Um, so, and then you go live and they, they do some improv. So it's like, mm-hmm. they give you, a condensed version of your relationship with the song, but then it's unique and uh-huh. new. And then, uh, but you know, listening to a live album over and over again yeah. of an artist that you've never owned a studio album for was fascinating uh-huh. to me. So, how did this one wind up in your? So I remember, you gotta love this, right? This is '90s teenage girl laying out in my backyard, getting a suntan sure. in the summer, and he was he was doing an interview on a radio station in St. Louis. Okay. And I don't know what he was, if he was promoting a concert and it was just him. He didn't have his band with him. And so they had him play some acoustic. And I just remember like sitting up in my chair and being like, holy shit, this guy's actually like, he's really good. Yeah. Um. And so then I ran around with some kids my age. At that point I was probably freshman, maybe eh, I might've been a sophomore in high school. And so I ran around with some kids that were older than me. And one of them, I was like, hey, did you hear that interview on the radio or whatever? And he's like, yeah. He's like, they're phenomenal. And he had that two-disc CD. And so he let me borrow it, which, you know, back in the day, that's what you did. Um, And I just remember it was, I mean, for probably, because I hung out with that group of kids, because they were all seniors. We were like sophomores. Sure. That whole year. And I think we just had that album on repeat, like in everyone's vehicle, everyone's house, wherever we were, like that was always playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so if somebody comes to do one of these and they've given me five or whatever, uh-huh. uh, intention is always there to, to kind of A to Z it front to back. But sometimes, you know, uh, life gets in the way mm-hmm. and I've kind of got a scan. Um, I was disappointed when um, I kind of ran out of time near the end of disc one. And I was like, I don't know, listen to this shitty other record. Not <laughs> joking, uh-huh. but I, I didn't. I've never, I have, I mean, so Under the Table and Dreaming comes out and it's kind of in the, for a second, it's kind of in the horde mm-hmm. pocket, mm-hmm. Horizons of Rock developing everywhere, which is Blues Traveler and Widespread and Fish. Yeah. And, and um, I remember the people, of course, loved it. Um, I, I actually saw them at Red Rocks in 95 and was like, literally covering because of all the girls scream like i mean you know <laughs> i was like is this the fucking beatles Redu- uh-huh. you know uh-huh. um but there were some people in that kind of jam band circle that were like hmm you know like it's not edgy enough or it's not po-. it's like uh-huh. but but it's a really good record and like yep. the 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 lyrics and the stories and the themes and the musicianship is is really good and then crash comes out and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god uh-huh. this is amazing and uh-huh. I, I kind of 
you know, drifted from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good. Uh-huh. And uh, same with all the dudes, all the folks that he gigs with. And, you know, I was, um, if you can dance a little jig while you're, uh-huh. you know, going. He's a jammy. Yes. All the way. Yeah. My husband's seen him live. I've not. Okay. But... Never. Mm-hmm. Really? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, fun stuff. And I, you know, anytime um, he comes up, I, I have to bring up the video for every day which is one of my favorite things yeah. in life ever really um i can't 97 99 i can't remember when the record come out came out but I, i'm pretty sure that it's the title track yeah um judah friedlander do you know who that is no uh-uh. he's i, I want to say he's like new yorky okay uh just a spectacle of a human being uh-huh. to look at <laughs> uh i mean huge kind of thick glasses and a yep big head of curly hair and usually a trucker ball cap just uh-huh. barely sitting up there yep um and he you know i've seen him in in stand-up bits like oh, okay. he, i think i think he's still do- anyway uh-huh. uh so the video starts and he's horizontal in bed and the alarm goes off he sits up in size and puts his ball cap on and he goes literally his whole entire day is walking around in the, whatever city he's in trying to hug people <laughs> And, you know, like some people are like teary and some people are like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people mm-hmm. like want to fight him. Uh-huh. And, and then the, the video ends. He's back sitting on his bed, taking off his hat and going back to uh-huh. just and the song's great, too. Yeah. But I mean, I love those little morsels of like if we all just a mm-hmm. little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. then how am I anyway? Yeah. Um, so did you ever give it back? The God, I don't think I did. Because I still remember it was there was a navy blue and a yellow, the mm-hmm, way it folded mm-hmm. open. And like uh, like some CDs, right? Like it's things you buy multiple times. Right, I'm sure he, right. I'm sure that his name was Matt. I'm sure he bought that thing like 10 times. Oh my God. Because like you're saying, all the girls screaming, like there was enough of us. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we all stole that copy. For, like I can't imagine how many times he bought that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's just something about, not necessarily on this one, but the Sonic spectrum is mm-hmm. so full because you get like flute and you can uh-huh. oh you can always hear his acoustic even though there's electric stuff yep you know there's percussion it's just always a pleasure mm-hmm. i mean not that i love everything they've done but i mean yeah. just a just a great sound mm-hmm. overall and i just feel for some as we all know right there's some artists that are like heavily produced right and whatnot and like he's one where i'm like ever since that radio interview i was like no this guy's legit talented like he's actually good yeah. he can play he can sing yeah. like this isn't someone who even needs the production yes miller's is the name of this bar in charlottesville virginia oh, okay and reynolds guitar piano sitar drums violin bass keyboards percussion i mean i didn't mm-hmm. even take the whole list of it's like i mean yeah h- how uh-huh. i i never had the discipline i was like you know yeah six seventh grade uh-huh. i was like i'm gonna be a rock star <laughs> and i went and bought a guitar and i started taking lessons and yeah. i mean maybe nine months yeah but it's mm-hmm. the ten thousand malcolm gladwell oh, hours. hours i didn't you know yeah it's like i wanted to just be the- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah no. weird like my family like from both sides like there's no musical inclination whatsoever like there's an absolute love of music sure. but like we're all like yeah that's not remotely ever gonna be a chance for us um so just a couple episodes ago, uh, somebody had a list of five and Californication, mm-hmm. Red Hot oh, Chili Peppers, so 1999, yeah. was on there. And I was like, huh, 
I'm, I, I'll, I'll have a different idea when I pull up the track listing and start listening to it. But I just mm -hmm. have this like memory of kind of not being able to get away from that, from yeah. some of the content on that record. Uh -huh. And I couldn't put my finger on it until I sat down and listened to it. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. this thing is uh -huh. absolutely bananas. And uh -huh. you said, uh, uh, driving back and forth to college, four, out, four hours yeah. from St. Louis to Springfield. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I I've and I know because I did a little we with uh, my Kirkwood lady friend we did um, we went to Table Rock. I mean it might be like three forty five. Well, but, but we went to the lake and then we went to Spring. The kids and I went to Springfield and mm -hmm. stayed a night and fantastic cabin. Blah blah blah. But I remember before that trip thinking, oh, it's just going to be like Columbia, but uh -uh. south. No, uh -huh. you got to get in. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, but I love the. <laughs> Listening to this uh, on repeat in my two-door yes. Honda Civic. Oh, why why yes. the inclusion of the two-door? I feel like you have to. Okay. <laughs> Is it the struggle of letting people in and out? or Well, no, it's the epitome of like being in the teeny tiny car, like with your music entirely too loud oh, for the sure. like unaccommodating speakers that are in it. Right. Oh, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like where it's yeah. like all the plastic parts just rattle and it's like, that's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's the mm -hmm. best. Uh, I bet you got a lot of life out of that car though. We did. Okay. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, the content on this record, so here are my takeaways, um, from revisit or visiting it with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and again, I had this feeling like I can't, can't get away from this. Like yeah. the old stuff, like when, you know, early eighties, they like, when I would hear stories like, Oh, they sound Mm -hmm. uh, match the uh, energy of the fight scene in Point Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. You know, like, uh -huh. I, I feel like if you ran into those guys, there's a good chance that could happen. Yeah. Even if you didn't like... I feel like Flea still embodies that to an extent. Maybe. Like, there's something childlike and let, like and yet wild and terrifying yeah. about it. Um, I don't know what's happening. Uh, I mean, I'm generally an uninformed person, but mm -hmm. I don't really like understand what's happening with Twitter right now. Um, oh, yeah. But um, I'm definitely starting to see the, you know, f Facebook, I think was f first, at least for me, and then Instagram. And now mm -hmm. it's starting to feed me things that I like based on. Uh -huh. And the other day there was a tweet from Flea and it, yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was preposterous. And I was like, <laughs> that tracks. It's so good. Um, do you listen to a lot of, or do you read books or listen to books or anything? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I, I've not started it yet, but I just downloaded Flea's um memoir that's called his literally titled his memoir acid for children <laughs> that's the epitome of okay Lee. i'm really looking forward to that one because i think it'll be a fantastic read um yeah i mean I, that is a to me that's a very appealing uh -huh. title um but so I, there was this you know early 80s whatever and then I had it in my head that blood sugar sex magic was the big, big banger. Yeah. Uh -uh. And, and all this newer stuff is just kind of like sell outy hit kind of, mm -hmm. but then I was like, Oh no, this is a really, uh -huh. really, really good record. Yeah. And, uh, it outsold blood sugar sex magic yeah. in less than three weeks. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. Well, and I think some, I, I loved their older music too. So my, the other fun fact of parents, right. My, both of my parents were super religious um so i past tense uh nope still are okay uh <laughs> but i remember being really little i was fairly young i still remember their video where they were all painted like silver 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I remember my mom being so freaked out because I thought Anthony Kiedis was so hot. And I still think like he's not now cause his hair's not long, but I'm like, if anyone should have had a shampoo deal in the eighties, like it should have been him. I'm like, ha- I had a hair envy of the guy, right? you know? Um, but I think when you look at their, their earlier albums and then they might have one or two songs that the mainstream, I feel like people can be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus Californication. There's probably five or six that everyone immediately is like, yep, yep, I know that one. I know that one. Well, you know, they're uh, obviously not Pacific Northwest, but they're L.A. They're that whole West Coast. You know, they kind of popped around the same time as PJ and Nirvana Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Grunge. Um, But uh, clearly a different flavor. Um, The Peppers hooked up Eddie with... um, the rest of Pearl Jam when they really? were looking for a lead singer. Okay. Uh-huh. Jack Irons from the, I don't know my guitars well enough. If, sure. Whether it's which guitar it was, but that's, he was the, he's the guy who's come in and out of the Peppers a couple of times. Um, but he, he connected, he was friends with Eddie and connected okay. Eddie with Pearl Jam back in the day. Uh, and Frusciante, Jam, John Frusciante. Yeah. It? So he's the one that has had the massive amounts of drug issues over the years yes that's where i was going with this Uh so like the whole Mm -hmm. swath of pacific northwest cal it's like uh, you know if in the 90s or whatever you came across an outfit that didn't have somebody at Uh least one person that struggled so it's kind of like are they all but they're all interconnected but they their their stuff i mean was like he left Mm -hmm. uh rick rubin was gonna produce this record and then was that like they maybe they wanted him to, but he was like too many drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like Frusciante comes back for mm-hmm. this one, yep. but um, I th- I think was like kind of crippled with anxiety, and so yes. really kind of had to ease into the whole mm-hmm. process of recording and writing. And mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, I just being like, oh my god, like it's yeah. amazing that uh, things didn't go worse for them. Oh, as I know. It, you know, whether it's the individuals themselves or the the fact but, that they're even all still upright is amazing. As, yes, exactly. Um, so um, when I was <clears throat> looking at this record, I learned about a thing called the loudness war, which I guess there was a pocket of time in this era where the, the, everybody really wanted all the things to be up so that it's oh, louder. But uh-huh. then it sacrifices the fidelity and you know, the sound ends up kind of like those factory speakers. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever <laughs> blow my... one? And I then did. It's, then it just, you can't. You get that crackle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess there's uh, like an online petition asking for some time asking Warner Brothers to remaster it so that. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that also totally tracks. Uh-huh. You know, you would think that they turn it up because yeah. then they can turn it up even anyway. Uh-huh. I've uh, always listened to everything entirely too loud. I, yeah. That's just I mean, the way I like it though. I do too. And, um, it, you know, it's like there's a, a ceiling with headphones. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think it's you're directly wired in that you could really go as yeah. loud as it could talk. But nope. Uh-uh. Uh, billboard quote. Uh, you couldn't exist in American pop culture without uh, hearing the singles of this record, which um, is exactly what that feeling was. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not in places often at that time where something like the Chili Peppers would be on, but it was like they were inescapable. It was like just everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, really good record. Mm -hmm. I was always, so I had that two-door Honda Civic and I would drive I-44 from St. Louis to Springfield. And to this day, I still do this and my husband laughs at me, but like, 
I would drive the whole way with all the windows down, the sunroof open, and then the, just the stereo and as loud as it could possibly go. I love it. Um, so fun fact, whenever I leave work, not this time of year, because it's uh, not very nice out. Um, but that that's always my MO. Like, I'll get right. Like, I, I used to always, I moved last year, so it's different Oh, now. really? Okay. Are, um, you, are you still way out So west? I used to be south, and then now okay. I'm west. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the way I used to, I used to be able to tee up my, I would tee up my radio. So I knew when I hit the stoplight, I would, like, hit the start or play button or whatever so that as soon as i got on i-35 to head south and accelerated i would hit the windows hit the sunroof and i would always play (laughs) (laughs) jay-z's brush your shoulders off really every day every day Um, of my life and i would just get on i-35 like i'm such a badass i mean (laughs) but if like i can my husband knows like don't call me on my way home from work because like that's when i air it out like that's my 20 minutes of like full blast music windows whatever you have to do it walk he'd always hear me roll in the garage because like you can just hear it all hair is like a a complete disaster when you walk the door but i'm like okay work day's over right um (laughs) there was a so yeah, there was a, like this room existed, but um, it was just beadboard and mm-hmm. it needed. So, so some people came in, and then um, I made this table and bought all this crap. And I was like, now yeah. I got to figure out how to do. It. So I had uh-huh. a a kid that used to cook for me actually, um, who um, no like almost all of my flakes have been uh, restaurant industry people. <laughs> and it's like when I'm writing down the idea, I should yeah. reach out to tabitha and uh-huh. see it's like probably a good chance that the, but um, like 99 percent of the flakes have been really and i knew you know and yeah, this, yeah. this kid in particular has flaked like three times <laughs> so when folks show up i'm like uh-huh. you're here and they're like yeah we had a plan i'm like uh-huh. i know but um so he is still i think um i'd love to ask him about it is kind of clinging on to these dreams of being a rapper oh really <clears throat> And uh, knows a dude who has, he now has multiple studios. Um, I actually went to his studio um, in 2014 yeah. and recorded a rap. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, oh, for that's awesome. the U.S. men's uh, hockey team. No way. In Sochi. Uh-huh. To the beat of uh, Two Shorts in the Ghetto. Yeah. And I rehearsed it plenty. Uh-huh. And then I got there and, mm-hmm. it, he, you know, just the two of us yeah and i'm literally he's at the board and uh-huh. i'm in this like glass partition room with the hanging mic and mm-hmm. he's go and he's just watching me and i'm like oh my god why <laughs> what am i doing here <laughs> and it is like a five minute song uh-huh so i mean yeah. you get through it and i you know you, when you screw up it's oh, like yeah. well they they're gonna have to i i, I suppose the professional thing to do is finish the tape or maybe say stop and not waste their time anyway yeah. I'm, I'm telling you like seven or eight takes uh-huh. you know and every time i'm like what do you think and he's just like whatever you want man like <laughs> i wish you would have been like this is terrible <laughs> uh-huh. um but anyway uh so through that sort of network i uh, a dude a different dude that does production came over to i hired him to come teach me some software stuff uh-huh and um he was great you know he was a total stranger uh and came over twice and um taught me a bunch of stuff i didn't end up using the softwares that he taught yeah. but it was still kind of it was like all right i'm mm-hmm. getting somewhere 
um, because uh, across this 14 month process, it's like, um, I'm somebody's building something or I'm building something or I've bought something and I'm waiting for it to arrive. And then it comes down to just learning. Mm-hmm. And so if time passes and I haven't learned and I haven't made any progress, it's like, yeah, there's no, it's not like, it's, you know, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> so uh, after he left the second time, I was like, whenever I get this going, if you want to, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be great. So I reached out to him and uh-huh. he sent me his and he had uh, a tool record and a couple of um, uh, like screamy, yeah. throaty screamy uh-huh. metal records. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, but Would not have pegged that for you. I mean, I, no. Yeah, like, you would. Well, by the way he looked when he got out of the car, I was uh-huh. like, that would track. But, you know, he's also a young, sweet, kind of mm-hmm. nice, uh, interesting guy. Yep. But so anyway, I'm talking to him and his both his parents, like PhDs from, um, oh, shoot, uh, one of those nerdy uh-huh. uh, Illinois schools. It's yeah. Ivy League-ish, uh, starts with a P. Um Anyway, uh, PhDs in music and moms like oh, wow. got, you know, dad is like a composer mm-hmm. and gigs around town and m- moms recorded some like old Spanish, you know, yeah. op- like crazy stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so when we're, you know, and he just in between the time that he came and the time that he did his episode, he, uh-huh. he moved. I didn't know until he got here. Yeah. But he moved out of their house for the first time into oh, his really? own place. Yeah. And so when he's telling me this whole story, I'm like, so until recently you were living with your folks? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, when you like you drive around, do you listen to that stuff pretty high volume? He's like, 100%. I was uh-huh. like, and did they, when you would pull in the driveway, were they, uh, and he was like, more than once. They were uh-huh. like, what was that, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so funny. But um, yeah, there's uh, something, you know, I hate to be cheesy and cliche, mm-hmm. but you know Tom Cruise, Free Fallen, Jerry Maguire. Uh-huh. I mean, full volume, windows yeah. down. It's like mm-hmm. American. I don't know. Yeah, it's great. The amount of those year collegers, the amount of truck drivers that I would have honk at me, just because like they're higher up, right? Your sunroof's open, so you've got the music at full blast. You're always like the biggest rap star, the biggest pop star, the biggest country star in your car, like singing right. along, like right. getting all into it, and then someone would honk, and I'd be like. Oh God, people can see yeah. me. I forgot. <laughs> so I always like stick the hand out the, you know, sunroof and like wave like, ah, okay. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, getting to your, the three that, you know, we skip back five years to mm-hmm. 94 and um, Boys to Men 2 yes. came up uh, at some point recently and I was like, you know, oh, you mean Cooley High Harmony? And they're nope. like, no, uh-uh. I do not. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, later, I love I, them all. I la- later I looked and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, there's, mm-hmm. you know, not that I didn't think they only had one record, but I didn't know that uh, folks were he- fans of a Boys to Men record not called Cooley High Harmony. Uh-huh. So yep. when you, I was like, "Damn!" Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, like you again, like Californication, you could not escape Cooley High Harmony. I mean, it was massive, mm-hmm. at least two or three hits yep. big big mm-hmm. hits that was their i think it was their debut album. yeah for yep. sure mm-hmm. um but I, somehow i drifted and this this is like uh paul's boutique yeah like 
License to Ill came out, and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Uh-huh. And then insert swath of who knows where my head was but yeah you know then ill communication and check your head mm-hmm. like that's i'm junior senior high school lots of partying yeah uh, very appropriate albums to be mm-hmm. at a house party but it wasn't till college i was like what the hell is paul's boutique and it's like totally same deal like uh-huh. i just didn't even know so where Where'd this one fall into your lap from? The Boys to Men 2? Yes. So that is the first CD I ever purchased. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. This would have been, for me, I was in seventh grade. Okay. Um, My mom took me to Blockbuster Music. Yes. (laughs) To pick it out. Um, and not because I had super religious parents there, but my mom was always like, I'm going to listen to whatever you think you're going to buy. Right. Well, you said you wanted to buy Adina. Yes. Well, so what I really wanted was Adina Howard, which is the freak like me. She's a one hit wonder. Okay, okay. And I I knew there was like no chance my mom was ever going to let me get it because her cover, if like you pull it up and look at it, it's like she's in black shorts and a white tank top, like butts facing the camera, right? Looking sure. back like over the hood of a oh, car. Yeah, I would have said no too. <laughs> so I remember like showing my mom and she's like, nope, uh-uh, we're not even. <laughs> Next. Like, yeah. <laughs> So like that boys to men was the one that, and he like, I love boys to men. I argue with anyone all day long. They're the best boy band. I'm like all you people who love for like sure. NSYNC and all the rest of it. I'm a little too young for like the new edition era, which was like right. before. But that stuff boys was definitely, it was cheesier. Yeah. To me, and, boys but, to men was serious. Yes. And when I argue about like when it comes to parents and parents like, so like the gangster app, all the parents were like freaked out back then. I don't want my kids listening to, you know, whatever, two live crew or NWA. Right. And I, I argue, well, I tell my husband all the time. I'm like, parents should have been more concerned with boys to men. I was like, cause do you have any idea how many boys use that music to get in a girl's pants? And like, I mean, those are like, if there's music that parents want to be concerned about, yeah, it's the music that boys are going to use. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? Well, and you can, and I can't speak to, uh, any records after this one, but I mean, uh-huh. you could, I think you could look at the track listing of this record and Coolia Harmony and be like, which track is the one that's not about sex? And it's like, <laughs> oh, none, none. Yeah. Okay, cool. In some it's, way. You never listened to like gangster rap and went like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, do something. It's like, <laughs> no, like, hello. Right, right. Like for well, at least for some of us and where we lived and how we grew up. Yeah. But it's like I can guarantee you the amount of bad decisions girls made based on that album. <laughs> um and I mean I I really like Cooley High Harmony. I was like this is the next like the needle has moved. This is the mm-hmm. direction that you know R&B is going to go and we're going to see just explosions of outfits like this. Yep. And I think it happened for a minute, mm-hmm. but then it kind of not so much yeah and it was sort of like because what the guy that discovered them i don't know if it's the same guy but basically the guy that put like backstreet boys and nsync out there like his apb that he like put out was like hey here's boys to men i need the white version of this like legitimately said that okay and like recruited them and then created those two bands and they just absolutely went insane um which i think is part of why boys to men kind of had a higher arc um and didn't last as long right it's because all those then it was like okay just replicate this over and right. over and over um we had we used to have um the cable company come it would come knock on if you weren't a subscriber yeah and they would give it to you for like a month or uh-huh. three months for free we did that 
all we would always be like oh that sounds good you uh-huh. know um and so like i would have mtv and then i wouldn't oh yeah and yeah. so the video for it's so hard to say goodbye do you uh-huh. remember that yep. thing because they wrote that because was it a producer there somebody that got shot yes and yeah like mm-hmm. maybe while they were mm-hmm. yep making the record uh-huh. which because it was the same accident so the the guy that's no longer I'm wretched with names and all that but the baritone like the super deep voice guy that was because they were always a group of four yes he the reason he walked with a cane is because that it was he was with him it was at the same time really like that uh okay Mm -hmm. well I just remember I think the video is in black and white and it's clearly uh you know a a mourning or Mm -hmm. a funeral uh and it's very very somber and I, I think you get a pour out like there's oh maybe they do like but it might it might be water uh-huh. but or anyway uh just being like oh my god that is you know yeah. uh if you are easy or luke skywalker two life you know like mm-hmm. you can write about all of these like crazy mm-hmm. sexual what it blah 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 and i can be like it's outlandish that's, that's not my life but i can yeah. see it uh-huh. i can't see like having a, a good friend M- murdered or, mm-hmm. or d- dying it's just it's like well that's a, a lens that i haven't looked through before and so yeah. just but um these guys um all around the world track two so good mm-hmm. i mean uh soothing feel to um i i sit away track five mm-hmm. is, that, is that right um and then uh there's i think an inter- interlude something or other but there's a line where somebody says uh yo everyone want to be atlanta brave <laughs> <laughs> Jez- uh jezebel, That's like the jezebel. So 90s and the, like those are the albums be- because of how we listen to music then like you can remember them in order right like and yes. if, the, if the next song doesn't go in the right order, you're like that's not right that's uh-huh. not right and i feel like artists back then would tee up their they thought about song choice choice in the order i don't know if anyone does that now because no one listens to it that no way. no um well i think I think there have been situations where um, the artist not only thinks about it but says, and then whoever the la- they're like, okay, or, or the label's mm-hmm. like, uh, we'll we'll do that, yeah, you. you know, like uh-huh. okay, it's our, but you, all right, but um, there's uh, that Jezebel has a boys in the hood, like there's a driving situation mm-hmm. uh and it just took me i think it's like some shenanigans and yeah. somebody decides to bail uh-huh. and it reminded me of boys in the hood yeah uh where uh, trey's rolling around with that's got to be all around the same time it's t- i mean well, it all so blurs, that's but... where that's where i thought the pour out came uh-huh. from ice cube uh... and boy, but really it's so hard to say goodbye i think uh-huh. first that guy. um and then uh there's that scene in, in uh, Boys in the Hood where Trey's rolling around. He's let me out the car, like because mm-hmm. they're going to seek revenge. Yep. Uh, there, it's a it's an audio version of that, and uh-huh. just I mean, really cool, good good shout out stuff. Yeah. Um. So track nine, I'll make love to you. Track ten, on bended knee. Those mm-hmm. are the hits. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you know those tunes before you had the album? Oh, I'm sure I did. Right. right. I'm sure one or the other. Um. What and on bended knees on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. then the thing closes with a uh, Beatles cover. Yes, acapella. and it's really good. So good. I like it. I don't know. I'm biased. I'll always be biased towards those guys. Um. So, for me, the wild card uh-huh. 
1997 <laughs> So So Deaf Bass All Stars Volume Two. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Did I tell you Volume Two or Volume One? You said two. Oh crap! Is it one? I think it's one. Because it's the neon green cover. One was a neon green cover, and the other one was a neon orange. But the the, the artwork. They look similar. They look like very similar. similar. Font the or... only way you could tell them really apart from buying them in the store is like the the hard CD case plastic. One volume was yellow and okay. one volume was orange. So <clears throat> did this one have Ghost Town um, DJ's my yeah. boo on it? Okay, uh, I think I think so. Then that's the right one. Um, Maybe it was volume two. So I I I was like, uh oh, <laughs> and so I checked. <laughs> Because none, none of that anybody knows. Very nobody first, knows any of it. Uh, of these tracks, <laughs> I know. Do you really? No, I know that nobody knows because I don't. <laughs> so the the very first time that we kind of talked about this as an idea, you sent oh. me a screenshot yes. of the cover art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, I literally I bought, bought this three thing times. three times, and then um, and then email your list your, when we were official. You sent me. So I looked and I pulled it up and I was like oh shit there's another one that is like super identical in uh -huh. looks and super identical in title so uh -huh. I went to the other place that you had sent yeah both times it was volume two okay yeah but it's the neon green one I'm not sure exactly why Jermaine Dupree gets credit it, it, like it, it looks like uh, a, a Jermaine Dupree, Dupree record yeah. But I think he only produced it, and it's it's a various artists yeah, uh -huh. collection. He's not on it anywhere, um, mm -hmm. and it's all like artists you've not really heard. I've only ever met one person in my entire life who knew songs off that album. So, do you know who else produced it? Um, no. A guy by the name of Jonathan Smith. Okay. Better known as Little John. Is it really? And he's on a couple tracks. That's insane. I know. And that was before uh, he was like anybody. That's like a good ten. 15 years yes. well probably 10 at least so um i definitely heard a, a couple people many many years ago uh say so so deaf mm -hmm. like it, i would mm -hmm. just hear it come up yep uh, they when, get shouted out in songs <clears throat> a lot right by the different rappers when i moved back here i was also in a long distance relationship at that time and she was coming from the music industry in atlanta and mm -hmm. so like, and I, I did a three, I did for three years, I did a radio show in, in school, uh, call it, and they, all the labels just send you everything. Yeah. And a lot of times it's before it's out. Uh -huh. And so I, you know, have this huge ego, like I know everything and she's come with all this Atlanta shit I've never heard of. Uh -huh. and I'm like, you know, the, yeah. a bunch of stuff she was telling me about. It's like that Southern hip hop. Yeah. That mm -hmm. I was like, whatever. No, but now uh -huh. I'm like, if I. I could have been listening to them for 20 years if I wasn't so pig, yeah. you know. Uh, but she would mention Jermaine Dupri a lot. Um, so that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know of So So Deaf. I know of Jermaine Dupri, uh -huh. but nothing. Yeah. So, but for whatever reason, I thought that I knew this record when you sent it to me. And uh -huh. I was like, I don't know one second of uh -huh. one track. Uh, <laughs> how in the world? <laughs> so it was funny. So I was like you know, re-educating myself, like remembering. And it was funny because I was like playing the different songs at home and my husband was like, oh God, this is so your music. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I came across the album, I don't like, I don't remember exactly. Like I remember being in a gym, like I was in a gymnasium with a bunch of my friends. And I can't remember if it was like a basketball game or what was going on, but there was older girls there. Okay. And they were playing it. And so they were like college age girls. And I remember 
you know, some of the, whatever, one of us went over, somebody went over and they're like, Hey, like, what is that that you guys are playing? And so I remember the girl like pulling it out of her gym bag and it's that neon green case and she shows it to us. Um, and she just played like they played several different songs off of it. And I was like, I have to have this. And like immediately, cause this is back in the day, like drove to blockbuster music to like, go get that CD. Nice. Um, and listen to it over and and yeah i don't think anybody so who and your your friend matt loaned you the uh-huh. dave mm-hmm. so who were your friends that never got their your copy back to you oh geez um i think i let a girl named tiffany borrow okay. one copy that i never got back um i can't remember if there was a group of girls there was like stephanie and aaron and blair um two sarah's and I'm sure it was one of them right. that borrowed it. Right. And then I never got it back. And I was like, I have to have this. I right. have to have this. <laughs> I still like, I would go buy it again. Cause this is like what we did. My absolute, if I don't even know if it'll like, I don't know if you listen to the whole thing. I, um, I know it's rough. It's rough if you don't know, but there's a song, it's, there's a song called scarred and it's Luke. And that is hands down my favorite okay. <laughs> song on the album. Um, not Luke Skywalker. No, different, huh? just a different, different Luke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the one song where like my husband had a coworker at one time. I don't even know how it came up. I think it's because we all back then we all had iPods and it was like sure. you put it on shuffle. Yeah. And this guy was like, oh, my God, you have this song. And he's like, oh, my God, do you know this? song?" <laughs> and I just remember like we ended up hanging out one time and me, same thing. It was like I was a DD that night. And so there was a couple different couples. We'd gone out to a bar or whatever. And so, like, I was like, hold on. I was like, Roderick, you're in the car. You're the only other person that knows this song. I've never met anyone else that I can actually. And so, like, him and I, like, lose our shit in the truck with the windows down, radio up. Sure. That's how you yeah. have to do it. And I remember the other couple, they were probably about 10 years older than us. And the husband just kept going, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, twenty at least 23 artists credited. Yeah. Um, and... I've, oh jeez, I could like sing these in my head. So I, I, you know, at least two minutes of each uh, track, and uh, if it kind of feels like it's not going anywhere, I'll skip ahead. But and, they're they're all that same like super fast beat, yeah, fast rap, yep, super just like. Uh, you know. So a, there were a couple that mm-hmm. I was like, this is interesting, and yeah. both times I found out interesting stuff. Uh, track seven, "Love You Down" by Yeah, that's a good one. I N O J. Uh huh. And you probably, she had other songs that like everyone would know. So, AKA Ayana uh, Porter. Uh, uh-huh. This is a cover from Ready for the World, 1986. Okay. Uh, and she also covered Cindy Lauper's Time After Time and Anita Ward's Ring My Bell. This, yeah. this gal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which are both, I love both of those songs. So, like, yeah. that's. Uh, but yes, a lot of hype and dance hall energy, uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of great female vocalists. Yes. I mean, re- a lot of really good voices. Mm-hmm. Um, the Closer, uh, Esperano by Corina. Yeah. She is Corina Cat Ayala, born in Spanish Harlem, raised in South Bronx, won Miss Hispanic America, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing And either. almost won Miss Puerto Rico. Uh, she has toured with Ice Cube, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunch, That's and- fantastic. Boys to Men. Hey. Uh, and then she's acted in some soaps and and played Frida Kahlo in Cradle Will Cradle Cradle Will Rock in 1999. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, and those are just random, like mm-hmm. uh, like oh, this is cool. Like let me, and then because I think 
I, I might have looked at one or two others and just like zero internet press you know i was like oh my god yeah like, there's nothing i mean there wasn't any i don't remember any artist on that album being anybody that anybody would know no uh i mean one or two of the late tracks little john's on but i'm mm-hmm. i was listening for like oh, okay you know yeah, the dave no. chappelle it's before so, he figured out like yeah. his mo yeah. you know um so last but not least um i couldn't be more tickled that you picked this record because i have uh publicly you know on twitter or whatever uh uh, in in a blog i don't know where um since this record came out been like this is so much better than the original chronic yeah and people are like you're crazy and i'm like i don't think i am man i feel like people think the original chronic well they're nostalgic about the original chronic so you know that's sort of the nucleus the explosion of you know uh like Dre, Dre is no NWA is no more. Mm-hmm. Dre is solo. Snoop's mm-hmm. on the scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's all these other cats, uh, and there's I mean three just two gigantically massive hits, and then uh-huh. one other that was very. But it also, you know, we're seeing bouncing cars, you know, yeah. girls in bikinis uh-huh. and blurred pot leaves, and uh-huh. you know, you're seeing about smoking pot you yeah. know and, mm-hmm. and mtv's like we got to blur out that image and change that, change that word yeah um so and it you know it just got pedestal and mm-hmm. i think it's a great record yeah it got pedestaled because of what it was when it was mm-hmm. and who all all it turned us on to yeah but sonically 2001 is a way mm-hmm. better record mm-hmm. and um you know i think the chronic i mean it kind of set the set the tone like it kind of put that west coast but with the more of i don't want to call it sing-songy but it was less of like just the hardcore there was more music involved right and well yeah and how snoop was and so i think by the time he got to 2001 he had per- i mean dre's a perfectionist that's why nothing else has ever come out right because nothing's ever good enough so i think well, he like perfected his from you go from chronic to 2001 and he perfected a lot of yes what he was doing yes but he's also like you know, branching out into a bunch of other mm-hmm. different things, <clears throat> mainly producing, yeah, and uh, producing other people's uh-huh. stuff. And I, you know, I, I got to talking about uh, a little bit of this. Uh, and if you start, you know, as somebody who's behind uh, calendar invite, yeah, 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 blasts, uh-huh. you know, initially when I first started seeing those years ago, I was like, fucking September, really, bro. <laughs> Now I'm like, oh, I can, you know, and generally speaking in life. Mm-hmm. And so you start thinking about all the people that he's produced. Yeah. And like, you don't just go into a studio for 48 hours and make a record. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a whole, mm-hmm. you know, cut down the bones and then there's post, you know, yep. who knows? I don't I even know. I think his producing is probably more of his first love than right. actually being the artist. Well, but, you know, uh, I, I, I've always thought because of, you know, a line we'll get to in just a sec that he was going to do a third and uh-huh. it was going to be uh-huh. just as big, if not bigger than 2001. Uh-huh. And then he would feel like, you know, super dope about his body of work. And I mean, he put something, he put something out in like 2015 called Compton, but I didn't even yeah. know about it until I was like researching the uh-huh. original chronic. I was like, well, oh, I think shit. he put out like one, I remember there was one song with him and um, it was called, I need a doctor. And it was him and Eminem, and I can't remember the girl that sang on it. 
And like even Eminem's rapping that song, he's like, for fuck's sake, like put it out, like right. put it out. Well, like, it's, come it's on. changed names at least twice. Yeah. And the the second name change was uh, enough years ago that now it feels like meh, pro- uh-huh. probably won't ever come yeah. out. Well, and I feel like hip hop has shifted. Like now I feel old, right? Because I listen to new stuff and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's okay. the best you could do. <laughs> I'm like, really? Get you off, guys think this is cool? Get off my lawn. Uh-huh. But then uh, I think, like, not related to Dre, but Snoop. So my dad was in the military, so he would travel a lot. And I remember, I still can clearly, I don't remember the year, watching, like, the MTV Music Awards. And it was, like, the first time, like, Snoop was going to, like, debut. Like, he was already out, like, on the right. radio. But, like, first time, like, a live performance. And I remember, like, him and his cronies, like, came out on stage and there was a giant dog house and like they literally came out on like these tricycles like singing like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And I remember my mom looking at me and being like, you, you, you're going to tell me this is cool. Like this is cool. And I was like, you don't even get it. Capital C mom. <laughs> so now like I hear music and I'm like, oh shit. Oh my mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm well, like, Wait, what? inevitable and some, <laughs> um, that doesn't resonate, but you know, there's, you get the sort of the idea of guests and interludes and so forth from the chronic, but this is full of folks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's definitely got some of the interlude stuff too, but the production and, you know, instrumentation giving us kind of these riffs, these groovy, I guess that that's the G funk, you Uh know, of this Uh clan or posse, whatever. Yep. Um, but you know, so you have kind of like an intro week first track, but then the watcher is yes. track two, which is not like an amazing song. No, I but like it. It is really it's groovy. The whole, what the whole opening is like, shit just ain't the same for gangsters. Yeah. I yes. can still remember all yes. of it. I can see myself in my same Honda Civic. Um, so I'm not sure how, but it, very recently, like maybe right before Thanksgiving, uh, track three, which is F asterisk asterisk K U. Uh huh. Uh, came on and I was like, I, for a second, I was like, I think I'll be too embarrassed to talk about this. With <laughs> but uh, it's got Devin the Dude and Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. um, and not not a song you want to put on at a family gathering. Um, but you know, and and listening to it again and kind of thinking about it, it really paints sex in this kind of sinister mm-hmm. light, which you know, um, I don't. I didn't think that we'd ever really gotten before from yeah. even from a, like, you know, before mm-hmm. it, NWA era, yeah. it was like just super braggadocious uh-huh. and like, uh-huh. look at me and all this stuff. And now it's like, you're like getting into the crumbs of people's personal lives uh-huh. and, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not a whole lot lyrically, uh, that I could pull from that song. Yeah. But one of my favorite all time lines, uh, but tonight I guess it'd be all right if we can touch bases, <laughs> <laughs> hook up somewhere and exchange some bases. <laughs> like, that's the, like, first uh-huh. of all, great idea. Like, I, that sounds so cool. And also just a masterfully written. Uh-huh. Um, Still Dre featuring Snoop Dogg yeah. is kind of an anthem, uh-huh. uh, instrumentally at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I was sent a TikTok that really blew my mind. And there's a lot of stuff now trickling out about, you know, in the studios for this record or the chronic or yep. an Eminem, whatever mm-hmm. stuff you, we didn't have access yes. to before. But this, Behind the scenes. this is a, a dude, uh, Scott Storch, Starch. I think it's Storch. 
Um, so Dre has put this beat down, right? Uh-huh. And he, this guy comes in mm-hmm. and he's in front of a keyboard. Yeah. And some food was just delivered. So Dre's going to get his food and sits down to eat it. And he just goes in there uh-huh. and immediately just on Messes a whim goes ding, 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 ding. And Dre's uh-huh. like, that's it. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, and so he says, by the end of the day, the song was packaged up and shipped to Jay-Z to pen. And I was like, wait, what did you just say? He didn't write it? Right. Shut up. Well, geez, that kind of I mean, makes pen, sense. pen to me means he's getting the lyrical yeah. credit. Well, because back in the day, like, what I think most people maybe don't know, like Ice Cube was like the one who did almost all the writing for NWA. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Um, which that blew my mind because right. some of those songs they said I think was it the Boys in the Hood song he wrote when they were when he was still in high school yeah which I'm like what yeah I couldn't do anything of any quality in high yeah. school <laughs> like you know so yeah. I guess yeah like if you're Dre maybe uh, and so you know if you go to that's insane the, the songs Wikipedia page uh-huh. right there and it says what Sean T- what's his name Jay Z's oh his real name uh, I have no idea whatever Sean Carter I, oh yeah 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 uh-huh. I can't remember right. what it is but I was like. That's crazy. I, because how much shit do we all flip P. Diddy for not writing any of his own crap, right? I mean, he's a mogul. He's a mogul in a lot of lot. ways. But like, and so then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you went to the trouble to write yourself a new name, but you couldn't write. Well, and wasn't there even like one of the songs, maybe it was on, no, 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 I'm thinking of Tupac, where he like in a song, like in a rap, like kind of like got on Diddy about um, back when he was Puff Daddy. Like being like for Biggie, like hey, like I, you you won't have it. no 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 maybe it was Shug somebody put something out that was kind of like yeah well if you want to come rap for us you don't have to worry about us trying to like glob on to your success I don't know you know but I just I couldn't believe that um, and I I haven't Insane. looked I haven't looked to see if he has other track credits uh-huh. from this record because I don't want him to I know so. it would kind of like ruin the <laughs> yeah exactly oh, no. uh, Big Egos featuring Hitman great track but really. I mean, not that the message needed to be sent, but mm-hmm. Dre's not a person that you want to mess with. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. um, so, which, you know, you mentioned Suge. I've, I'll, I was always just like, these artists are like the mountaintop of people that I would, you know, I'm, no bear poking is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he's even up, it's uh-huh. like, he, and he's got some kind of mob, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. support mentality. It's like. Well, and I think he was actually like, more connected with the gangs right in a way that right. like dre wasn't i mean and they put out gangster rap and they had that sure um yes. whatever facade not to say that they don't that they don't have upbringings that you know align right but, um like easy e was like the only legitimate gangster in yeah. the wa back R. in the day r.i.p in but peace like, yeah 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 but i like suge was actually like no s- surrounded by i didn't know i so uh uh, this is my fourth set of cameras. I tried to go economical. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the first ones uh, functioned with a Logitech software. It was like oh, a yeah. webcam. Uh-huh. But, but so th- it just, I never once got it to open. It yeah. just crashed every time. So uh-huh. I sent them back. And uh, the second set uh, wouldn't export the right kind of file. Mm-hmm. Sent them back. Got another set. Uh, and each time I'm spending a little bit more and uh, this set says um, th- they're not going to arrive charged. 
and you got to give them three hours. And I was yeah. like, cool. I had uh, a buddy, a college friend in for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought his kids and we were all, all of us going to go see Casey Musgraves in, Jan- okay. in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so I charged these things and I come back and one is like the bad, you know, while it's charging, you're getting the battery filling up yeah. and that, looks it's has stopped doing that it looks like a it's no longer flashing uh-huh. um and it's a full battery uh-huh. and, and the light that came on when i plugged it in is now off i'm like cool and i go to the other one the bat it's still doing it uh-huh. and the light is it was janky yeah so but it, we had to go i mean uh-huh. we had to he so um we set up and um i'm talking to him and i, I look up at like an hour and 15 and my camera's off and i was like oh no and he's like what and i was like my camera and he's like oh this one's been off for like a half hour and i was like Shit. <laughs> oh, no. so uh first episode has partial and then partial or video uh-huh. and those cameras went back yep. but doing his episode uh he was telling me about um some it's it's in a documentary somewhere maybe it's in the nwa movie but suge like found out that so-and-so was in the studio recording some uh-huh. stuff and he wasn't gonna uh-huh. get whatever credit or money or and drove down there and was like strong armed him. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. like uh hit a dude uh-huh. with this truck and killed him i believe that i i'm uh-huh. and i was like i think there's multiple stories about to, chug like that. to go do something insane you accidentally murder a person uh-huh. like huh uh-huh Anyway, um, yeah. explosive uh, hitmen six uh, two and Nate Dog R I P in peace and corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know we've gotten some some of the synth keyboard stuff and and in this one we get that little guitar mini yep. riff, um, which is just all of it again instrumentation mm-hmm. production so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the difference? Eminem yeah. and Exhibit. You uh-huh. have Horn. I like Exhibit. I don't feel like he got nearly enough. I don't think so either. Um, play over the years. But there's a there's a fan, some fast fantastic Horn synth riff, uh, really bonkers raps. And by the way, if I don't if you didn't know Eminem before, uh-huh. uh huh, you know yeah. him now. I mean, you know, a couple folks have chosen uh, like Marshall Mathers and. And the other LP one, mm-hmm. and it's like, sit down. Have you sat down with those recently? No, uh-uh. like he has so many good songs. Some of his songs get a, for me get a little dark and unnerving. <laughs> well, that's you know a couple of those first two, um, the Slim Shady LP. That's the other one. Mm-hmm. Those you cannot make those records today. There's so much shit on there. That oh is yeah, like no, way, uh-uh. way, way. Uh-uh. I mean, even before Woke and Me Too, like uh-huh. just crit like. Uh-huh. Dude, holy shit! Yeah. And people were just buying it by well, the millions. And you think about the stuff that, like, how you were talking about how, like, they would fuzz out the pot leaf, like yes. the stuff that nowadays is okay that wasn't then, and the stuff that was okay then that's not now. That you're like, this is so it's so crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> this uh, line right, right leading into uh, so Dre's rapping a verse and says. Uh, if you ever decide to kill that Kim bitch, I'll show uh-huh. you where the ocean yep. is. Mm-hmm. And Eminem transition, he goes, well, that's cool. I appreciate yeah. the offer. Yeah. And it's, you think it's going to be if funny. I'm going to kill my baby's daughter. He's going to put her in the front seat and like take her straight to the, however he works. But he basically, I'm going to take her ass to the PD where they're 
you know, right in the front seat. Dead. Uh-huh. I don't care. Yeah. And I mean, like <laughs> two paragraphs of just insanity. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then forgot about Dre, uh, which yeah. I mean, th- and this is where like those two tracks we've heard a million times. I, th- I still think they're fantastic. Yep. I, I, I uh-huh. don't skip them. Uh-huh. Um, Did you like lose your mind at the halftime of the Super Bowl this year? Um, I did. I, where was I? I think I was either putting food together or helping clean up. And I missed the whole thing. I was thing. like a 14 year old girl all I'd, over again. Yeah. I think um, like the teenage younger, like we were at a friend's party that we go to every year and like all, like I was like two feet from the TV. Everyone shush, turn that right, up. And then right. like, she's completely losing her right. shit on the floor. <laughs> like sitting there. While, it's just so freaking phenomenal. Um, so this is where, um, you know, a lot of powerful stuff from Dre, but mm-hmm. uh, give me one more platinum plaque than fuck rap. You can have it back. Yep. That's where uh-huh. I was like, oh, his next record's going to be good too. And then 23 years later, I'm like, no. What happened? No. I don't know. I, well, then I don't, and I don't feel like he's the kind of guy that will ever find out. Like, right? Like, so some people will write a memoir later right. and you can find out, but you just wonder, I'm like, did you just get in your own head? And like, you just, it wasn't ever good enough. I kind of feel yeah. like he could well, be that personality type that, uh, to do good enough. to do the chronic, I yeah, I was uh, disappointed to say the least to mm-hmm. learn that he has had some issues, uh, m- mostly with women, and oh. like had to make uh-huh. amends and mm-hmm. and then at some point, you know, obviously beats, yeah, and then now I think he just has like carte blanche as some kind of Apple employee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so sold that for like a billion dollars, yeah, or some, some crazy. Uh, but I mean, he has like a title, you know, and mm-hmm. probably gets a paycheck. So yep. maybe, maybe he's done enough different, cool, innovative things that putting out that next I, yeah. banger is not. I just don't think he's compelled to. Well, mm-hmm. uh, which is a travesty. I, for I us. know, I know. Like uh-huh. it's uh, too. Uh, we like. He could nice... have milked that thing for like five more albums. So I we would have all just bought it regardless. Yeah, uh, you know, but I think. Yeah, you know, whatever the thing was in 2015, but I, there's something you know, nice round numbers. Like th- mm-hmm. if you have three just incredible records, like that would be, I don't know why, but so much cooler than two. Uh-huh. It's just like yeah. you've kind of had it, you know, this gift and this reach and whatever mm-hmm. across decades. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next episode, Snoop yeah. Dogg. I mean, in terms of flow, and I'm not, you know, my my pocket of rap and hip hop is not deep. I know a decent amount, but yep. uh, I just don't think that we're ever going to get better flow than, uh-huh. than when Snoop, yep. you know, kind of that mm-hmm. chronic to chronic mm-hmm. bookend, you know. Yep. Well, because he really discovered Snoop. Right. And there's like a million documentaries, I think, out there, but like he really refined Snoop's sound. And then there's been interviews with Snoop where he was like talking about those first, that first album. And like, he was so annoyed that Snoop kept making him do it over and over. And oh over. really? And like, no, do it, do it. Like you just did it. Cause I think <laughs> he was trying to sound like all the other rappers and he Snoop or not Snoop. Dre could tell that Snoop had something really unique. Sure. And then once they kind of hone that in, I mean, find me, I, is there anyone cooler? I mean, my, no. I think my parents know who Snoop is now. Yeah, that's what I mean. And are like accepting of. Right. You know? Um, he did a show with Martha Stewart. I know. I, I have know. his cookbook. I have Snoop's cookbook. Have you ever seen? Uh, I've seen him do two different or clips of him doing two different uh, kinds of commentating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is like he's observing nature, 
and there's like animals okay. cruising around. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, and then, and then he's coming over there, and now and now he's running over there. He's like, what's it? You know, and uh-huh. then uh, he's had the mic for some snippets of NHL games. Oh, has he really? And he's like, see, this fool passed back to this guy, and then this guy, I mean, it's both <laughs> scenarios. Like, you, Did you see, I saw the commentating he did with Kevin Hart for the Olympics. I didn't see that. Oh, it was fantastic. Is it good? I got it right Yes. Um, and it's hilarious because I'm a huge Kevin Hart fan, so I follow him on social and stuff. And K Hart had even posted like a snapshot of like a video. And he's like, look at this shit. Because it shows like, and you can see Snoop's big long legs and like feet like all out underneath this table. And then here's little like Kevin with his little feet dangling. Because he's, I think he's probably shorter than me. But they, and Kevin Hart's hilarious. And then yeah. Snoop is Snoop, which is right. perfect. Um, they were, they've done, I think they've done two Olympics now. Okay. Uh, they were really good. You're aware of Takis? Yes. So the snack. My boy, well, he's kind of in a, a fate. And so uh-huh. <clears throat> there was a weird night with, you know, I don't know what it was, piano and practices. And so we're having one of these, like, get home at 845 and try to cobble a dinner together. Yep. And thankfully, homework's done, but there's still showers and bedtime. And, and mm-hmm. so... Uh, a lot of times they'll be like charcuterie plate uh-huh. and I, you know, it's like, it's, I'm getting like 15 things out because <laughs> they have different preferences uh-huh. and olives and cheese and what uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and so in whatever this situation was, they, he was like, and some Takis to round out this amazing meal. <laughs> and she's like, me too. And I'm like, okay. And uh-huh. I just small handful. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I'm at the sink trying to start to clean up and i just at the right time caught her like oh where it got her and uh-huh. it, she had never been gotten before uh-huh. and she got up and like uh-huh. looked, she had she, no idea she what looked she at me ate. like i don't have the words but <laughs> fixed you know and i was like slice of bread some milk blah uh-huh. blah uh and it took her a minute to get out of it oh really she was for a while she's like i don't completely freaked out and i was like so she doesn't like hot stuff well that she this is all brand like she's Uh, she's she loves uh tiktok Mm -hmm. so you know we saw like i don't megan the stallion hollow out pickles and put a hot flaming hot cheeto in there so we had to do that Uh and make a tiktok of it Uh um but anyway uh it made me think of hot ones have you ever watched this Oh, the 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 wings, and they have to keep going up in the wings, and like ha- get all the way to the spiciest mm-hmm. one, and like how they can't even continue to talk mm-hmm. because they're sweating so bad, and mm-hmm. like they're on fire. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever watched one? I've caught snippets, but I don't think I've watched one f- okay. front to back. So, uh, Chris Evans, I keep forgetting his name, whatever, but he he does an amazing job. Uh-huh. It's always like it's hot, always him, high profile celebrities, uh-huh. and. There, there's it's transparent like we're starting at ground zero and yep. we're getting uh-huh. see how far uh, you can go but the minute the guest bites that is when he begins his question and mm. it's always like in 1996 you were driving a two-door honda you know uh-huh. and full circle to finally and you know wings one through five or six or whatever they they can stay with it but yeah most of the time they're they asking for, they're that. asking for a repeat of the question uh-huh so I mentioned this to the kids and I was like, let's look. And the first one that popped up was Kevin Hart. Yeah. And they're huge fans. Uh-huh. Uh, so we watched. I mean, I was howling <laughs> like I still just turn on his stand up all the time just because it's I love it. He um, like, you know, he kept saying we out here now, like, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, by the time like 
seven wing set somewhere in there uh you can tell that he he's in yep. a different place uh-huh. it's just like my daughter had been uh-huh. and he, he he finally goes he goes dude i'm like drunk he's like this <laughs> it happens it takes yep. you to a different uh-huh. um and i mean the last couple i mean he's, he's it, it's amazing that he puts together like, he bites into wing seven he's like so when you and he's like this <laughs> why you always gotta start the quit you know just <laughs> It is so good. Uh, um, we watched the Will Ferrell one thing with with higher expectations, oh, uh, but yeah. um, there's a couple others I think we're going to check out. And you know they're like twenty two, twenty five yeah. minute. But Kevin Hart one's uh, definitely. He does a thing in one of his stand ups. I don't remember which one it was. Um, about how he can't sing at all, but like he could totally be like in like an old school like boys to men band. Oh, okay. And he does the whole thing. You have to find it. Oh, or I'll find it and I'll send it right. to you. But he does this whole thing. He's like, you just got to do the slide out. Like, he's like, just watch. And he'll, if you watch his stand up, he'll do it all the time. He's like, don't make me laugh. He's like, don't make me laugh because he tries to get all serious. And he does this like whole hand thing. Oh, yeah. And it is, it literally, you're like, holy that's shit, hilarious. that's every R&B band. Right? And he's like, and then if you don't know who the lead singer, he's like, you do the slide out. <laughs> and he does the slide out. And it is so perfect to a T of like every four man like band, you know? That is awesome. Oh, it's so good. Uh, bang, bang, Hitman again and mm-hmm. a Nocturnal. Uh, yeah. uh, this one really messed me up. Nocturnal, the bang bang, the song oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere I go, you know, because uh-huh. um, it's a really pretty song, mm-hmm. and like I don't have any reason to believe that there's not a lot of truth behind that message. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a, again kind of like losing, you know, uh-huh. like I can envision this, I can't envision that, and so um, this, I mean. Because even in spite of like having all that money, success, and fame, I mean, look at the amount of people around them that still continue to die. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean somebody just died like three weeks yeah, ago in uh-huh. a dice game or something mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for him, like you'll, he lost, well, I mean, I don't know all the background, right? But like people early on, but then you have Tupac, you have Nick yep, Dog. Yep. Like it just, it, in spite of their success, they still continue to lose people the same way they lost people when- yeah. Well, so, grew up in Compton. so you go and I don't, I, I don't know if I ever put this together, which is kind of embarrassing because it seems so simple, but uh-huh. the message, um, uh, with Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. um, who I think was also, was she on that Super yep, Bowl stage? Cause she was her, that her biggest album was produced by him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, which um, I didn't know that. That me, I mean, I've, for years, like I, I gotta like check out some Mary. I just never have. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I've kn- I've known. I know all the radio play. I've known all along that she's huge. Uh-huh. Um, I, I always felt like it was pretty amazing that she came into the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a, a sad number about his cousin Tyree, I think. Oh. Who same way? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what I never put together, it's like oh, bang bang, and then the mess of these two songs together. Yes. Are talking about their package very differently, but they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, uh, and then you know, uh, closing it out with a little Tommy Chong. <laughs> 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 um, we have this guy from Pittsburgh. I gotta get it right because he every time I say Philly, he's like, no, not. No. I'm like, yeah. uh-huh. um, be yeah. like saying you're from St. Louis instead of Kansas City. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's uh, tw- also 27, just moved here, um, and like every time I, you know, after a game, we'll be having a cold beer or whatever in the mm-hmm. parking lot. I'm like, do you know whatever it is, pop culture wise? I'm like, no. 
And so I asked him, uh, uh, I, I, met, I made a Cheech and Chong joke. Uh, and he looked at me and I was like, you know Cheech and Chong? He's uh-huh. like, oh, I've heard of them. And I'm like, heard? Yeah. Like I had their greatest hits on cassette uh-huh. and probably met, knew it by heart. It's, I mean, I used to watch Up in Smoke and Nice Dream. Yeah. They were, I didn't understand a lot of yeah. it. But, uh, you know, there's so many, there's a scene in Up in Smoke where they get pulled over. Uh-huh. It's like at the beginning of the movie and uh, they've got like, 80 kinds of drugs on him and he's just Cheech is trying to give him to Chong he's like eat this eat this and he's like oh wait don't eat that man he's like dude it's too late what do you think? he's like oh my god you're not gonna be okay for and then uh-huh. the cop comes up and uh there's about a hundred good jokes and good one-liners in there but the cop says can I see your driver's license and he's like what and he's like your driver's license man and he's like isn't it on the back of the car <laughs> <laughs> so a little chong humor to close it out as uh-huh. uh, is, is so you guys uh you do travel a lot mm-hmm. right yep uh did did you just dip out for yep. a couple uh-huh. weeks yep and nobody you were you got green lighted and thumbs up all the way around for that uh well it was i was in and out so i took oh, some days okay. Okay. so then i was in a few so then it it probably looked like i was out okay well, i was out long enough they missed me right i, I mean <laughs> Can you could be gone for one day and people would be like, "Thank God you're back." <laughs> and I told them all, like before I left, I was like, "You'll be fine." But, right? And they would all just stare at me. I'm like, "You'll be fine." I'm like, right. "You're gonna have some hiccups. Right. You're gonna freak out a little bit, <laughs> but you guys will all be fine." Well, they had to cobble together a, oh, a whole thing without you. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, when we were trying to, you were like, "Let me get past that because yes. I'm always gassed after." And I was like, "Yeah, I fucking bet you are." Uh-huh. Like, it's exhausting. I mean, uh-huh. and is the energy going into the production that you put out ever mm-hmm. matched by? Anybody? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Mm-mm. Anyway, yeah. um, so but you guys uh, like bike and run and work out and yeah, or, I do. He oh, doesn't. Okay, really. <laughs> he is very supportive of all my okay. activities. His uh, husband's thing is always like, anytime I conjure up a new idea, he's like, "But do I have to do this with you?" Right. He's like, "Can I just like you know?" I joke around and call him my Sherpa, which I know nowadays is an inappropriate term to use. Is it? Yeah. I just learned that Sherpa. master bedroom is not. You're not. Yeah. To... No. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't know what you call it. Uh. Pr- primary. Primary. Yes. Okay. So Sherpa is. Yeah. It, so Sherpa, it's technically a, the people, the indigenous people who take mountaineers up like Mount Everest. Mm-hmm, I don't even mm-hmm. know. Yeah. What that's uh, Nepal. Um, I believe they're so. They're technically like. Sherpas, so you you shouldn't ever call like you're if you're referring to people as your Sherpas, it's like oh I see not okay it's disrespectful to the actual yes. Sherpas. Uh-huh. I mean yeah, but essentially yeah. So um, but if you say that privately under your own roof, who's is anybody getting hurt by that? Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. okay. But so I still affectionately refer to him as my Sherpa. I like so it. like if I decide to go uh, run a marathon or do that kind of stuff, like I was gonna say, I had pictured you guys like doing yeah 25. so he, he's always the one like he'll get on the bike and like bike next to me while i go run 20 miles or whatever so back in the day um i had a group of girls i would run with okay and so we would end up with like probably five or six of us and my husband's highly social so he'd always come with so one instead of where you put the water bottles on the bike we shove in bluetooth speakers oh nice he can blast music for us very the whole nice time. and then like all the Some water so bottles deaf, all stars. yeah <laughs> Put it on shuffle, and that's it. Was like, that's Tabby's music. That's mm-hmm, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would just we would stick all of our water bottles because they all have like handles because you're supposed to hold sure. them. Yeah, like all over the handlebars. So he was like literally our pack mule of snacks, hey, water, and music. Sounds pretty sherpish yeah. to me. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. 
okay, so beyond uh, exercise and physical, like what, yep. and I guess shows, I mm-hmm. mean, what do you guys have any other hobbies that are kind of go tos for you or? Um, I would, no, I would say our consi- like when we first, well, our younger years, I lived here 15 years. Okay. So when we first moved up here, we uh, bought like an older, older ish house. Ooh, were you then, fixing it up? Yeah. Nice. So my husband used to be in like the building materials industry. Mm-hmm. So he worked for like a wholesaler that would sell to like lumber yards and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he would get everything at wholesale pricing. So that's what got it. So for years, it was like, what room are we gutting and redoing? This and, year. and did you guys learn a whole bunch of stuff? He's super handy. So he already, already was. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. The things we learned we don't do are plumbing and tile. Sure. So those are things like you attempt and you get so far into it and you're like, this is why these the trades get paid what they get paid. Yeah. Um, and we just will hire yeah. someone else. I to mean, come tile, in you have to that. have like a saw that has water in uh-huh. it. And well, and then it's like the leveling and you don't want to, you know, we're okay. So, like you said, I'm super, I'm always organized. I'm always with it. So it's like, Everything has got to be perfect. Like I if mean, it's if there's one tile that's not per the grout line on this one's an eighth of an inch more than that, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work for me. We're gonna have to pull that off and do it again. Uh, <laughs> basketball goal was a uh, big Christmas four years oh, ago, uh-huh. <clears throat> and um, I got on on Amazon, and I, I haven't looked since, but um, somehow in my taps or types along the way because i was doing lots of i mean looking for a manufacturer you know i want to make sure that this is not this mm-hmm. is this has to be legit yeah uh but i got prompted to do this thing where you could hire somebody to install it oh yeah uh-huh. and uh i believe it was called porch and uh-huh. and so your information goes into this bucket and then it i think it's literally like the sentinels in, in the matrix it's uh-huh. just a hundred people like uh-huh. no no I already got a person yeah but I uh, did that because mm-hmm. um, I mean I learned all the steps and how to install this uh, and it's you know concrete not not the sand at the bottom yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like I wanted uh-huh. a breakaway rim adjustable uh-huh. and I was like I bet you that I could do this like the final with the backboard in the rim, yep. mounting it to the post, uh-huh. I would obviously need help, uh-huh. but I bet I could do it. Uh-huh. And I bet with a, you know, a certain amount of confidence that I would have something just a little bit not perfect. And yeah. then every time I would look at it, to sh- I would hate it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm hiring somebody. Like, But so uh, he was already handy. Uh, you learned what you don't mm-hmm. do. And then you sold that house yeah. and came out ahead mm-hmm. of good mm-hmm. good so what about yep. the place now are there projects that you're yes well so we built new um, oh okay yeah and so we had Did you hired a builder to do all that fun stuff stay in your old until no. the new was ready yes mm-hmm. that's yep. kind of fun uh-huh yeah. so we kind of synced that all up nice. so we could kind of no get more planner <laughs> like even my builder i was like is this kind of obnoxious in my two ocd and he was like no this is fantastic he's like i wish every like person i worked with was as organized as you are every single time like every time we met with the subcontractors sure. and that kind of thing sure. but we ended up moving um like on a country road where we have two acres uh, right now mm-hmm. cool yeah okay um so our current project is all the outside like clearing oh, off yeah, a bunch man. of 
the underbrush and oh yeah it, that so like we did that this past weekend and i managed to get in poison ivy yet again oh, fun. for like that you wear long sleeves gloves doesn't matter and then you're like great okay so my wrists just look like someone took sandpaper just fine but Ugh. we 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 both were project people cool like we but like even so to build a house as as much as everything's high tech and bluetooth and blah 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 we were like, no, we need you to hardwire for speakers no, on the back, yeah, oh, on the back outside, side of the house, outside. Um, like so Sonos style, or no, like these are just old school. Like they are hardwired through and the house. The weather won't jack them up at mm-hmm. all. Cool. Mm-hmm. We made nice. sure, and then we just have head units in the house that you can Bluetooth to, so we can still be outside, like doing yard work. But like we're never, we're never not out there without music. Love on. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've. On the other side of this wall, uh, when I moved back to KC in 2000, I I, I went to uh, Radio Shack, yeah, and bought a $600 you know turntable, dual cassette, five disc receiver uh-huh. speakers, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, this is the best moment of my life. And after that relationship, we we rented a house, and once she was gone, uh-huh. like I mean. I could literally oh, yeah. just full, uh-huh. uh, but I've never, you know, I've, I've moved a handful of times since then, but it just sits still Yeah, because like, I, I mean, I've had it up and running mm-hmm. in, in like the family room at the old house, which was much smaller than this one. But like, I want, um, I want to use it, uh-huh. but also I kind of just operate off my Sonos in the kitchen. I know. Uh, and then I have a little Bose in my room if I want to listen to something while I'm the only thing I still miss like all the Bluetooth speakers all the stuff's great but I still feel like if you don't have like that two or four foot sub you're not like hip hop music especially like just does not like you can blast it through your house I'm like oh it's just not the same yeah no because you need something Mm. that's just creating a thump yeah like with all the so like Christmas lights you know that take it outside uh-huh. set it down and then got now i gotta reconnect it's all easy and fine yeah. but but that's it like i don't have a system it's mm-hmm. just this mm-hmm. and it's it serves my purposes you know yeah. um so uh if you guys didn't have to work tomorrow whether mm-hmm. lottery or an inherit or whatever just mm-hmm. for you can't yeah. can't spend and give away it's just there's uh-huh. too much are you guys' lives gonna look drastically different than they do today i mean um i would say for him for sure i think he'd go all in on being like absurdly rich and doing big crazy stuff um get a couple of yachts uh-huh uh-huh okay for oh i'm more of the hippie in the relationship right that i'm gonna be like oh let's do good things in the world with it and i'm gonna keep myself <laughs> level by staying in my house <laughs> I would totally look at a house on the beach, though. Strangely, you sound like a South Park character when you do that voice. Do you still watch South Park? I haven't. Oh, we still do. Okay. We haven't watched it in a while. I don't feel like it's been on, or nothing new's been on, but Um, uh, I still love South Park. I definitely, there was a bit, okay, this is going to be released, and and Uh it was the COVID episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got on board for that. so funny. And then I fell off, but then they did another one, Mm -hmm. like another big, and it was, I forget what the theme was, Mm -hmm. but- uh, they have never lost a step. They are no. always cutting edge, uh-huh. current event, uh-huh. hilarious. They're going to, they basically, to me, it doesn't matter what side of whatever issue you're on, they're going to call out every single hypocrite, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, if I gave it some thought, you know, a list of 15 or 20 all-time mm-hmm. favorites from 
back in the day. Yeah. And I haven't, you know, and that's just what I, I was never religious. I didn't yeah, no. catch every episode. We just catch it whenever it's on. But I mean, one of my all time favorite goes to go to's uh, is anytime somebody says they're a Fleetwood Mac fan. I'm like, <laughs> Stevie Nicks looks great. And she's a goat on the stage in the movie. Because <laughs> she has such high vibrato. My I husband mean, loves Stevie Nicks. Okay. And she, for, she doesn't do anything right. for me. And yeah. that's just like gasp worthy for him. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, there. There was a couple years, like '66, '68, kind of in there, um, mm-hmm. where they were k- kind of—I don't want to say pioneers, but they were pretty big in the British blues explosion yeah. m- movement. Mm-hmm. And they were amazing. Yeah, and they were like. There's a live in London and a live in Chicago that I have on cassette in uh-huh. the other room that are just fantastic and lo-fi you know nothing but so so good Mm -hmm. and then i've never seen a one human enter the picture and completely turn a thing on its head Uh you know to to go from that to like rumors yeah i mean and there's a lot of great tracks on rumors you know Mm -hmm. but uh, unfortunately i've also heard a lot of Stevie into being in the classic rock. It's like, yeah. So her voice is a little grating uh-huh. after all these years. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, she's good. The radio, like, it's great. Like the way people fan about her, I I don't understand. But yeah. that's just, yeah. the, I'm sure the same way I fan about stuff that they're like, really, you know. Uh, so you're given the task of delivering a message to the world. Oh, what is it? Um. I would oh, I would probably say two things. One is be nice and don't take it so seriously. <laughs> There's got to be an example rolling around in there. Well, just in general. And maybe it's, I. that's where I'm always like, I don't know if it's the advent of social media or it's just the, the sheer access that we all have, right. the soapbox versus right. how we, like, dude, like we used to all be able to have differing opinions and not feel like it needs to be, let's, you know, yeah. duel about it yeah um uh and i don't know like to each his own right like if you take your job super seriously if you take I, there's just so much that it's like like why are we why are we all taking everything like it's this is like we joke around at our work right like it's not brain surgery no one's gonna die today right and there's so many other aspects of life that there are you know like moments kids where you feel stuff yes it's like, yes like there's just so many different things that people get preachy about that it's like chill yeah it's fine yeah um funny that you mentioned that because when i was finishing up my notes last night i did a quick social media stalk oh there's probably not much there. there's not no. but i was however uh-huh. able to poach <clears throat> from a three-year-old facebook post yeah uh and you're you're mentioning how you're doing some you're aimlessly scrolling and thinking about social media and oh. reading books that uh-huh. reinforce your reservations uh-huh. Um, I hope to see more of you in person, have real live conversations to mm-hmm. connect with more than just a like or a comment. Yep. Here's to um, living 2020, looking up instead of looking at my phone. I know. And then look how 2020 turned out. Mm-hmm. What a year. That to... was like January. Yeah. Of, I mean, it so was... I, I'm one of those people who sets, I hate to call them New Year's resolutions, but I, I'll pick like 10 things every year. Okay. Um, And I fully know that if I complete two of them by the end of the year that's okay but i yeah. think to me you should always shoot big 
Game and you day. should always be doing things that make you uncomfortable and trying new things. Like you grow as a person if you do those things. Um, I get so nervous for every 40, 40 what are you? 47 episodes uh-huh. at 530. Uh-huh. I was like, fuck, should I bail? <laughs> should I cancel? <laughs> every time. And I think for all my years of like doing new things is why you're, well, I, I don't want to, like, you're not going to die, right? Then you can do things that you will die, right? right? But like. So I'm very comfortable with that. So that year, like I, I don't know. I think social media had gone the way it was. And I was just like, you know, and I, like I said, I listen to podcasts, read books. And I was like, man, like, I just think for people that you're friends or family, right? If I'm just liking and commenting on your post, but I'm making no actual like effort to connect with you and check in with you and yeah. see you. Um, so that year I decided that I was going to turn off all social media for a year. Oh, and so I always turn everything off, like make all my decisions for January one. Um, and so that was and it just so happened, like I decided that and then like the whole world shut down and I was like, well, shit. All right. I don't know how I'm going to contact anybody. But then I ended up like um, doing a bunch of like Zoom calls with friends and oh, and then we had like our own little bubble group. Right. Where, right. Like. I just so happened because I told my husband, I was like, if I'm not social media, what are we going to do? So like, I had ordered a bunch of like board games and crap and like off Amazon. It. So I kind of got ahead of a lot of that. And so, so when I've you not really picked it. So that's why you won't find much. Cause... No, no. But so when mm-hmm. you after you posted that, did, mm-hmm. you stuck to it. Yep. You didn't like uh-uh. sneak or no. whatever. Yep. Good for you, mm-hmm. man. That's um, so I and I still like I still have a Facebook because I joke around like if I want to get on Marketplace I don't need to look like a bot I need to look like a human so right, I keep right. a Facebook but I don't sure. use it well um, there's uh, Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky host a podcast called Your Mom's House mm-hmm. it's hilarious and um, they sometimes will do episodes with just the two of them they're both stand-ups and yeah. uh, sometimes I'll have a guest uh, and a few months ago, um, they had Louis C.K. on, who is my, oh, he's my goat. Yeah. I absolutely love him. Uh-huh. Um, and so somehow the topic of New York came up. I, I think they were talking, I think, honestly, I think he, one of them said a, an intersection and he was like, oh, Spanish Harlem. Uh-huh. Like when you get to Spanish Harlem, like whatever, yep. uh, it's mind blowing that you're still in the same city because uh-huh. it looks like it's the Completely 1970 different. whatever blah 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 and he's like and everybody uh like the way realtors approach they're uh-huh. like the jews they live on the, <laughs> all polish right here like uh-huh. crazy yeah but so they're they're talking about new york for a while and he was like you know what my feeling is now and he's lived there mm-hmm. i think you know for quite some time yeah uh as i walk around and i think to myself i miss you guys because every yeah. everybody yeah. It's just, uh-huh. you know, uh, and he's like, there's no uh, people for a while were like making a big deal out of cat calling. Cat, that doesn't happen anymore. No, they have to looking, look up. They're looking at a, mm-hmm. a better version mm-hmm. than you walking by. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they used to be like if you were a guy on a job, a construction. Yeah. It was like uh-huh. female, whatever. If uh-huh. somebody walked by, it was like, you know, interesting. It mm-hmm. made that moment. Mm-hmm. And now it's just all no. this. So. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's if you if anyone ever does take a break from their phone and just do that, it's shocking when you walk around in the world and you realize like d- restaurants, dinner, like you could be sitting here, you and me like this. And it's like there's a moment of pause and it's just like people grab it. I mean, you, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, he, it's just nuts. He was on uh, there's a clip uh, from him on Conan. 
mm-hmm. and uh, he's driving, and tra- I think in L.A. traffic, yeah. and uh, he starts to get depressed. He starts to get sad because uh-huh. there's a Bruce Springsteen song on, yeah, and he knows it really well. He loves it, and he's like, "Oh, this is gonna make me sad." Uh-huh. And he went to immediately. He went to get his phone, yeah, and he's you know just to, to like text yourself. twenty mm-hmm. people, hi. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 just sit with it and be. And he's like, I had to, I wept. I pulled over and uh-huh. wept on the side. And then afterwards, I felt amazing because when you are sad and you do cry, uh-huh. like the whatever, I don't know what the chem, you yeah, know, yeah. stuff that comes uh-huh. in to replenish, like you, you feel good again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, I really, really like that. And that's kind of what this is about. Like mm-hmm. I've, you know, uh, obviously I've had, one out of towner um but i mean it's everybody else is kind of kc based and yeah. so i've done zero virtual i uh-huh. mean uh and it sort of i was really kind of into podcasts and, and and watching some reaction videos i don't know if you've ever uh-uh. like reaction to podcast videos like uh you're watching somebody watch a movie oh yeah or uh-huh. a, a stand-up hour or uh-huh. or listen to a record and then break it down um, and, uh, I, I was just, I mean, so I had like four or five podcasts in the rotation, the weekly rotation and mm-hmm. like, uh, a couple or three YouTube channels that I would kind of keep tabs on. Yeah. <clears throat> and like that, I'm like, I don't want to tabulate the amount of hours that uh-huh. I'm spending, you know, of like basically all my evenings mm-hmm. once all my responsibilities and people are in bed and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I, I could kind of, I could do that. I could do this. And mm-hmm. it's somewhere along, <clears throat> I hired a gal. She was like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a logo for you. I'll build you a website. Uh, uh-huh. And then she's like, website's up, start sending me episodes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was fast. Uh, uh-huh. I am. Uh, I'm not the, ready. The thing went dormant. And then she had to like, <laughs> bring it back to life uh-huh. uh she's like well in the meantime send me bio uh-huh. and, and you know what's this thing about and i was like "Ooh, uh-huh. words to organize you yeah. know what and, and that's like no because mm-hmm. now pandemic has happened and blah blah, blah and it's mm-hmm. like we're falling out of touch with co- connecting yeah. you mm-hmm. know so mm-hmm. co- in music i think I think it's pretty rare that you meet somebody that's like, I hate music. All yeah. music is bleh. I uh-huh. think it's kind of a common. Uh-huh. So anyway, that's sort of the nature of this. And yep. I'm super grateful that you, yeah. lots of folks, you know, mutual acquaintances, uh-huh. they're like, <laughs> no. And like, Ugh, I have to take a sh- I can't believe you asked me that. Like, gross. No. Uh, or again, the like, yeah. And then. Uh-huh try to corner them and they're like hey man uh-huh. take it easy so. yeah no i think you gotta have some well in general in life for me like have humility put yourself out there yeah do scary things right um you're always better for it i'll I mean, always say like i've learned more from my mistakes and failures oh, than i've 100%. ever learned from like the successes and yep I, you i think you relate better to people that way yeah wayne like wayne gretzky said you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take mm-hmm so mm-hmm. Tabitha Jurgensmeyer, yes. thank you so very much. Thank you very much for having me. Um, a handful of weeks out to, uh-huh. you know, I'm doing one a week. And so yep. uh, I'm in a luxurious spot now where I've got a few banked. Uh-huh. So I don't have to get today's out, in uh-huh. 20, which is just. Yep. Anywho, uh, hook me up with a, uh, a pick yep. for your thumbnail. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the stuff's out. 
I'll... Does it have to be like a nice one? No, okay. uh, I had... I'll send you one that my husband took. We were at a Pearl Jam concert and he want... I had to go buy bootleg crap off a random dude at two corners, which hindsight, you're like, why did I do that? Right. And so the guy was like, who am I looking for? And so my husband sent oh him my. a picture of me and I'm like, <laughs> but it's fantastic. And I'm in the PJ shirt and everything. Ooh, I it's like, it. like, you know, and to, I had that. It was a baseball hat that was, and I was in Lawrence this past weekend. And that random guy was like, were you at that show? And I was like, yes. Wow. That, that is one fun thing about Pearl Jam. I, I'm sure all bands, maybe not all have it, but like we will be in random cities and random places and someone spots your shirt or your hat. And there's that immediate connection. Yep. And like you can just. Oh, I'm talking you, to that person. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, were you there? Yeah. Did you yeah. see this? That song was epic. Do you remember when? And right. it's like, there's just a uh, the kinship there. Yeah. I mean, I've had, uh, I had one musician uh, who drums. Uh, he's in a, he just sent me a picture of his kit. I was like, uh-huh. okay. And then another person that, uh, that gigs with him, his is actually coming out uh, this week. He is. Um, a rapper and yeah. a trombonist and oh, wow. like way into anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And somehow highly creative. Yes. Type. Uh so he he you know, I think the pick he sent me, he's got his horn and a, a mic in front of so you know, but I've had people uh family shot with kit whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. when you look at it and you're like that one, that uh-huh. that'll be the one that I wanted you to send me. So uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, it's late. It's school yep. night. Got to get mm-hmm. you out of here. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you All very right. much for having me. Talk to you.